Shalom. What's up? What's up? Greg. What's up? My mood has shifted. <laughs> no, your mood has shifted. Why has your mood shifted, friend? Request AT&T and John Stankley to provide me a check for giving them one hour and 48 minutes of my motherfucking time to get nothing solved tonight. <clears throat> Fuck AT&T from the bottom of my dirty, dark, black heart. Wow. They really, they really did you dirty shit. Like, okay. Wow. I'm sorry, friend. Wow, I was not expecting These motherfuckers. I'm talking about five times I've called them tonight. Five times they've hung up on me. Two supervisors. Mm-hmm. Uh, two unauthorized payment arrangements they made under my name with my card. And... I got nothing solved tonight. Like AT&T, um, I'm sorry. I-, I wish you were a Verizon, you know, member so you could feel the pain I have when it comes to paying a monthly bill at Lockin Car Note. But yeah, at least we have 5G and, you know, I guess reliable internet. Um, but yeah, um, it-, it hurts to Verizon. If you with my monthly, like, phone was with like this like fucking way it, it's about like, a tesla card note that's crazy so, so you're doing pretty good. yeah um we got my phone apple watch the uh, another line like the eSIM line mm-hmm. and that totals every month about like 417 dollars and then obviously verizon adds the tax and shit like that so that ends up being roughly like 510 a month so almost a half a grand a month on a phone bill. Um, I'm not doing something right. I'm, I might just go ahead and just get a flip phone, just say fuck the internet and social media. No, that's the only yeah. reason I have my phone. Okay, yeah. We're coming back. Come on, Gray Snake. Because yeah. yeah. My whole thing is when I upgraded for this stank ass, stupid ass iPhone 11 that has a whole speaker problem, when I upgraded this bullshit in October because the iPhone 10 storage was forcibly filling up to where I could not use the phone. So I had to upgrade the mm-hmm. phone. I sent back that iPhone 10 to AT&T through the uh, prepaid ticketing email me. I printed it off and I put the bitch on the box, right? I walked mm-hmm. past with my mask on in the motherfucking UPS store and I gave it to the guy. I asked him, is there a receipt? He said, no, because it's already paid postage. You're fine. Took the fucking box in October. November bill came. I paid it. 129 phone bill like usual. December bill came. They tried to charge me $337 for that fucking phone. Because Jesus. So I called them and I talked to the lady. I said, hey, here's the tracking. We both looked up the tracking. What the fuck did the tracking say? In December, it said still in transit. All right. She took mm-hmm. that charge off my bill. Been paying my phone bill like regular. I go in my email today, minding my business, and what do I see? An email from AT&T charging me $337.49 for a phone. See, no, absolutely fucking not. See, so, I can't do AT&T, I'm sorry. So I call them, 
we discuss, we Google, we look up the tracking. What does the tracking say? It says um, shipped in transit since fucking October, Mm. which tells you that UPS or USPS has lost your fucking package that your customer sent Mm. back. So why is it my problem? It should. The thing is, once you ship that shit out, that's their problem. Don't bother me. Do not bother me at all. Um, here's my with sending your old phone back. One, what if I don't fucking want to? What if I need that phone because it has information? They expect you to oh, send that what, phone back and like. What I like okay. when you up, when you upgrade, they physically bring somebody with their own motherfucking foldable-ass table that stands in front of your door with their mask on. They put out their products if you want to do add-ons, if you want to, and you scan this, like, cold square thing, and everything comes mm. open to your new phone within two seconds. Mm. So there was no reason mm. to use that phone. So why the fuck would I keep it if so I can't... basically, they just want to... That's... That is true. But then so again, you, you got on top of that, Greg, to further mm-hmm. get on my fucking nerves on the call. By the time I talked to the first uh, the first uh, escalation specialist manager, he going to say, OK, I'm going to send you to the department to get a claim number so we can know how to deal with this issue if it happens again or it comes up. I was like, fine, transfer me. The call hangs up. I get an email and it says payment arrangement for a bill for the 24th and payment arrangement for $315 for $337. Who the fuck told y'all I wanted a payment arrangement? Yeah, no thanks. That is absolutely not the way to go. Um, no. No rebob. They, they got you. They, I think they got you. Um, I'm I'm sorry. I'm I'm definitely sorry. But Jesus. Other than that, I feel I, bad. But then again, tease. Other than that, I took a shower. I baptized myself, and I am here. Welcome to Loud Mouth Studio, y'all. My name is Shan from She Gets It. That is Greg from Young Black and Bothered, and we are here with a great Yo. show that has nothing to do with my fucking phone bill. But that was just a short vent because they really just ruined my mood tonight <laughs> yeah yeah uh, how was everybody saturday night you know outside of shan hopefully y'all do not have at&t um hopefully y'all are doing well um wow great segue to the intro though i, I really fuck with that so shout out to shan you got some people that are in the voicemails already you know what that means they got well, at&t also so well hello let's play them i'm from england and after that i even hate at&t and yes! i don't even know what at&t is how are you both? Hi. What's going on, Alex? Wow. This See, is... AT&T is really trash. Trash. Trash customer service. Yo, relax, cuz. It <laughs> 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 sounds like you work for AT&T. It's like, yo, relax. I understand we ain't shit, but. She's she me in and she wanna your best friend. Take her head before I tell you toast to West End. How about the shape of the ten ten? She's a 
I'm six foot two, I'm trying to apply bomb six feet. Forty passes, yeah. I'm trying to find a six feet. That's yeah. what I do over myself and then I switch beats. I'm gonna pass it in the time and I'm asleep. She from the hood, she got Chanel, she probably twerk for her. You got hey. what she got, Jenny probably serve for her. Everyone hey. you see around me had to work for her. It's hey. kind of sad when you go flesh because you get back for her. I know Sunday's and I keep on going in. I'm gonna run me like I'm going to go with you, flowing in. Yeah. Like for a party. Wow. Thank you. Wow. I don't know what that was, but it's appreciated. Whew. Shout out to Capra. Jesus. <laughs> y'all are wilding already tonight. Already. Hi, guys. I'm from Long Beach, California. Oh. And I have T-Mobile. But uh, I'm just listening, enjoying the content and your show and your okay. energy. Thank you. Thank you so much, Liquid. Hopefully you do not. No, she said T-Mobile, right? So she's doing yeah. halfway good. Even though I think they were owned by AT&T like 15 years ago. Even Escape. So shout out to T-Mobile for getting it right. Because AT&T, my lord. College. And then when I went to, where did I go? I went, I want to say I went to New York and they had roaming charges. And they didn't tell me. Mm-hmm. In fact, my bill was like 300 some dollars. Oh, yeah, they definitely hated you. Jeez. Jeez. Wow. I, I, I almost feel bad, but at the same time, I want to like, yo, like, could build because. Listen. I'd rather have the, the highest phone. Uh, there's only three service providers. Um, AT&T is at the top of um, Metro Pieces, number two. And Nextel is always, even though it's no longer this, Nextel is probably one of the worst um, service providers ever. I never had them. And it was so trash. It was so trash that call her and it was just waste smell. And it just- Why is your thing going in and out, Greg? What happened to Greg, y'all? The streets are unforgettable. I couldn't do this shit alone. <laughs> Ever. You think we're going? <laughs> but, um, all right. All right. How was your food? You said you ordered food. Can you hear me? Greg is reconnecting. What is going on? What's going on, Greg? Hello? Yes, I'm back. I'm back. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Stereo is just doing so amazing with this audio thing five months later. Shout out to y'all for getting it wrong. Um, <laughs> shout out to y'all. Um, let, let's let's go old school and we need to go and just shout out the people who are in the room because we have a lot of people who have been in and out and we have not done this in a while. So since it's Saturday, welcome. Um, Shannon's going to shout everybody out that she feels it's like shouting out. If she don't shout you out, that's your fault. Saturday is Saturday. This is Young, Black, and Bobby with Greg. This is She Gets Zip Pod. With Shannon, this is my stereo. Thank you for coming through. We have Alex Large. We have Teddy P. Ooh. We have Dre and Jay. We have Owls. We got Early Grace. We got uh, the Jam Session. I got a show with her tomorrow. We got Young Folk, Yo Fizzy. My bad. 
We got James Mardell. We got uh, C. Dedez. I think that's Sadie Sadie's. Sadie Sadie. 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 Put my I hope it's Sadie Sadie. I hope it's. I think you're correct. We got Go Six. Don't know what that means. We got Liquid. We got Numb Exit. We got L. Shankai. Oh, what's up? We got Peace Tall Coughs. Okay. We got MBZ. We got Wizzo. We got a caper that came through with the tunes that sound like he's laying down, but he's still giving me bars. Mm -hmm. We got Jay Music. We got Emma 14. We got Michael Ram was good. We got got DBC 90 with the beer gang. We got the Mario Lee. We got Caper back with another one. But... We want to get into the show first, so let's get into the show. If you guys are enjoying the show, clap it up and share it. You can find us on Twitter. You can find Young Black and Bothered on all podcast platforms. You can find She Gets a Pod on all podcast platforms. So today's show is about your circle or your cage. And what do we mean by that? Are you growing with the people in your circle as friends or family or are your people holding you back? Mm. Okay. We all done been there. Lord, he lordy. This will be a show for y'all. You know what I'm saying? Like, how do you pick your friends and what do your people pour into you in the first place? And if they're not pouring into you, are they really your people? Exactly. So this is definitely going to be a show where we need the crowd participation because we have our experiences, but we want yours. We want you to open up to us. Uh, We are not therapists. We are not licensed, but it's nice to know that we are of like mind. So hopefully you guys come with some stories. We got some stories and more importantly, you know, we are going to break it down to, you know, the way that Shan and I just feel when it comes to your circle or your cage. Um, I'm ready. I'm ready to jump right in because this one is one for me. This is definitely one for me. Do you feel like the people in your circle are trying to put you in a cage? Well, I would hope they don't put me in a cage. Um, I just, I've felt that way before. Like, you know, we just pretty much were in one big cage together. Mm -hmm. And whenever the door, like the door could be wide open to that cage. And they were like, you know what? We're all comfortable here. And I hated that shit so much. So obviously with age and growth, things have changed. But looking back at it, I'm like, yo, like I could have done so much more. I could have been so much more and I can still be much more by just eliminating the the casualties that didn't need to be there. And when I say casualties, I'm talking about the people who honestly were like holding me back. And I'm sure I was holding some people back as well. But, you know, we're going to get into it because, yeah, um, oh boy, that's going to be a good one. Um, For me, I feel like I have had a circle and then mm-hmm. within the circle, I think through time and experiences you want to grow and then you see the people that want to stay where they're at and be um, stagnant and they want to be right within their wrongs and you have to make a choice to either ignore it or Mm -hmm. call it out. If you call it out, those people are going to leave them. You don't have to ask them to leave because if, if you're all about truth and you're all about honesty and that person 
if the fact that that's what you're about and they don't want to be honest themselves, they'll go ahead and exit themselves. So that's why I tell people like, you don't lose good friends if you're being honest. Those are yep. people who don't want to be honest. And so it's not a loss. It's actually a gain because you then make space for people who want to come to you within their truth. Hmm. So some of your losses also be gains and not losses. Yeah, I just have been in like so many like situations with friends that honestly, like I'm still learning from like old friendships. Um, mm-hmm. For me, like, you know, a lot, I've seen a lot of people like, Oh, well, you know, we've been friends since like middle school or we've been friends since like elementary. And sometimes I'm jealous of that. I'm like, damn, like, you know, I, I can make friends like it's nobody's business. I'm a people person. I can just always, you know, go somewhere and meet people. I'm a very like social person, but mm-hmm. you know, when it comes to like, friends like you know just having them around like i've never had like a large following of friends i've had my close friend like you know q like my best friend um i've had like my brother who's you know he's not my blood brother but he's my best friend and darren you know i've had other friends as well like eric and all them but when i say like you know as a guy it's just really weird because i'm like the how can I put it to make it make sense so like you know how women will be like oh i get along better with like men than i do women like it's the reverse for me in a sense. Like I can get along with women more cause I know I can get rid of them. Like I can just go and be like, all right, you know, we, we are not like, you know, you know what I mean? It's not trying to be like derogatory, but more so like we can be friends, but then when I need my space, I need my space and I can take that. And yeah. there's no knocking, like, you know, there's no physical aspect of it. There's no, you know, sexual. It's just like, okay, we're friends, but just like you need your space, I need my space. And I'm completely fine with that. Being a guy and having guy friends, like, you know, I don't see that often. Like, my guy friends now, like, we all need something at some point. And it's always at the most inopportune time. And I think that's probably why I don't keep a lot of guy friends. Um, When I went to school, I was like, yo, I'm definitely not pledging, like, a fraternity. Because I thought, you know, not to sound, like, not to say that it's corny. But I was like, yo, I just don't want to be a part of something where I'm, like, structured into fucking with people. Because, like, we went through some shit together. And we went through it for the sake of like the fraternity, like, you know, nature of it. And that's again, you know, not me being derogatory to fraternities. Like if that's how you, you know, got your brothers, your friends and stuff like that, that's cool. But for me, like, you know, I just rather have a close knit group of friends that are around, but they aren't around because of either longevity. And it's like, oh, we've known each other for 20 years, so we might as well just be friends forever. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I don't want new friends that are going to be around. It's like the only reason they're around is because they they have to get something out of the situation if that makes any sense yeah like it is it, it's, it's a reason why you have friends from like elementary school as an adult mm-hmm. in your 30s and that's because your friend grew with you at the same mm-hmm. pace that you grew but sometimes mm-hmm. the that you know from the block or the people that you know from the they grow in a different direction that you don't even understand when y'all both came from the same area or the same neighborhood. It's choices that are made that either bring you closer or there's choices that are made that even like pull you in a negative sense somewhere else. And you just, you get to a point where you don't know who that person is. Mm -hmm. And that's me right there. Um, But before I get into, I wanted to ask you a question because I had to actually sit with this before we started like recording. 
and answer the question for myself. The question is, and anybody who's listening can answer the same question. Um, what are you known for in your circle of friends? Having a way, making a way, um, projects. If anybody got like a DOI project or if somebody, if they're counting on somebody to show up and help, I'm always go to. If they're counting mm. on someone to come up with an idea or um, vent, be like the vent person, I'm always the person people vent to. Because I'm never mm-hmm. on the phone and talk about what somebody just told me or what I found out. But at the mm-hmm. same time, being the vent person can be heavy because when you're automatically assumed to be the vent person, and the person that can listen and the person that can give you honest feedback and not, I'm going to give you the feedback that you like, but honest feedback. People never mm-hmm. ask you how you're doing. People never ask you, like, is it an okay time? People never ask you, um, like, what you're dealing with. They just throw their shit on you. And I'm not mm. saying, don't tell me what you're going through because I don't want to hear it. But I'm saying at least give me the common courtesy. Like, for instance, if I was having, like, a shitty day instead of, like, that shitty moment with AT&T and you, you was telling me about shitty day, you disregard mm-hmm probably having a shitty day it's kind of like mm-hmm. how can i honestly sit on the phone and actually give a fuck if you didn't give a fuck about what i'm dealing with right now mm-hmm. yep. so really common courtesy that um i i appreciate from people but at the same time i will never like not check in because i would mm-hmm. check in like one of my best friends she texted me the other day and she was like do I bother you when I call and I tell you about, you know, what's going on with X, Y, and Z? And I'm just like, no, you don't bother me. But at the same time, I'm not the type of woman to sit on the phone with you for hours within the day because I do so much on as far as like creating and making money that I can't. Mm-hmm. And it's not because I don't want to talk to you. I just, my life is not set up to sit on the phone and have a phone call about girl talk. Sometimes mm-hmm. you just, me sometimes i need to call you later and check in but at the Mm -hmm. same time i do like the fact that you want to tell me these things because i don't ever want you to make a a life-changing decision or a decision because you're younger than me that is stupid that i could prevent you from making by giving you advice okay yeah i i absolutely agree um what i wanted before i give my answer i'll like state the question again for anybody who's just joining or listening again, and you know, hopefully they can answer as well. The question is, what are you known for in your circle of friends? Um, for me, um, I'm personally known as the loyal overthinker. Um, I tend to overstep in the friendship by trying to fix every problem, mm-hmm. or like I try to jump in front of every bullet. I'm that friend who is like, oh, well, if there's a problem, let me handle it. Let me solve it. Or, yeah. you know, if somebody has a problem with my friend, they got a problem with me. I think that's like the best way to put it. Yeah. Um, but me, I had to pull back from that when I realized that I was constantly like drained of positive energy that could have gone to places where it was actually needed. Um, obviously, you know, shout out to therapy and shit like that. Um, like me, I've always felt like I was always available. You know, I was pretty much the available one for my friends. And when they needed answers, like I would give it to them. But the moment that I gave them the answer that they didn't want to hear, like I became like the friend that was doing too much or the friend that was, yeah. you know, 
like overstepping. So it's like, okay, like I'm damned if I do, damned if I don't. So I kind of like stepped back from a lot of friendships because I just didn't want to do that. Like I almost lost a friend because I was too truthful. Like I told him exactly what it was and what I thought it was as a friend. And, you know, it came back to bite me because it was like, okay, we know your history and things and how you handle them. So when you put me in a position to actually see history repeat itself, all of a sudden it's changed. And even though people can change as a person, it was something where it continuously happened. So when it was thrown in our face that it was happening again and we called him out on it, it was like, well, y'all ain't true friends, blah, 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 blah. But it got kind of like deflected on me. So I ended up apologizing for a situation that I was, you know, for the most part, right about. And Mm -hmm. I told myself I would never do that again. So what I started to do was kind of like distance myself from my friends and spending more time with family, Um, trying to get closer with like, you know, my actual family. Cause I was like, I'm spending a lot of time and energy with friendships that could be going to family. I have, you know, brothers, I have cousins. I can spend time with them getting to know these people, but I'm getting to know technically strangers who are around, but what is your, like, what's your ties to me outside of this friendship? So for me, I've always, you know, thought of myself as like a very loyal friend who I'll bend over backwards for you, but I also overthink every single situation. And I've always felt that like I have to be that way because if I don't overthink, I'm going to get used. And in my case, it's happened. Like, you know, I overthink situations because I was used or, you know, I was the friend that I gave it all. And then, you know, shit went sour. So I'm like, okay, well, now I just need to think about this and evaluate it and evaluate it again and evaluate it again. So that is who I am in my circle of friends. I'm not, you know, the athlete friend. I'm not the the friend is picking up the women. I'm not, you know, I'm completely honest with it. I am the loyal overthinker. So hopefully, you know, people who are listening, you can be honest with yourself and say like, who are you in your circle of friends? I would love to hear it. Cause I guess this is the truth serum episode. Cause we're going to talk. We, we're definitely, we're definitely going to talk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to play these voicemails. Go for it. Hey, yo, I'm going to What's up? Where you look from? I'm from um, West Philly, but my parents are Jamaican. And um, Greg is from D.C. Yes, indeed. You know what I'm saying? Hey, yo, man. Stop changing. speaking so much. You sound lifted. Mm -hmm. Are you lifted? Yes, he does. Yes, he does. And we do not stop speaking too much. This is called stereo, where you speak. Yes. Either you listen or you leave. Right. I feel like your friends pick you Mm. and it was predetermined before you became a thing. Some people might not believe that. It's all right. Um, My people that chose me are very influential people. Um, We're all doing really good in life and it's uh, it's been pretty good, but some of the sometimes sometimes I feel like I feel like I'm being held back because of the things that I think um, when I don't talk to them about it. Mm. Mm. I okay. Good. That is a good response. Yeah, I can agree with him with that. Um, people do choose you your energy that you will allow certain people to gravitate towards you um and at the same 
your friends choose you and you get close. I think just like romantic relationships, we tend to think about all the good in the person despite the things that they should improve. And because mm-hmm. we friends, we don't demand those improvements as much as we would with somebody we were romantic with. And that, that could be a um, that's an absolute fact. Sometimes them niggas grow on some bullshit or you just got to damn, hey, go your other way. Yep. Fact. Look at this. Love it. Love it. In my circle, I'm known for volume and energy. See? I like that. That's a great answer. That can sometimes backfire because sometimes just because you're like the energy person doesn't always mean you want to be on. Mm-hmm. Like why can't that is I, true. sometimes people expect you to be, why you don't, why are you not doing this? And why are you not, what's wrong? Or why are you, oh, you're boring because you're not like, why the fuck I got to be on 24 seven. Yeah. That's correct. Cause that's the truth though. Like, you know, we have, you know, friends who are like that where, if you are having an off day, then like you have like, you're no longer setting the tone and yeah. the way he had said it, it was like, okay, he is the tone setter. Like if he goes out, then he's the one that sets the mood. Oh, everybody's having fun. Why are we having fun? Because of him right there. So the moment he's having a bad day or the moment that he's, you know, just chilling, they're like, wait, why are you chilling? You're supposed to be the life of the party. It's like, I, I have, you know, players fuck up too. Like I'm having a bad day or something like that. But the fact that he can acknowledge that, man, shout out to him. Shout out. Yeah. I'll give you an example. My soccer like this. Anyone can call me anytime and they know I wouldn't be. They probably call me five in the morning, three in the morning, two in the afternoon, anytime they want. And they know I'll answer. I'm here to help people. My friends know if they call me, I'm a, I'm a fast responder. So I respond to my friends. Yeah. I believe in loyalty. If someone loyal to me, I show them hundred times more loyalty. Uh-huh. Yep. Someone do me a favor, I do a hundred times more. Uh-huh. So my friends are very tight with me, and um, whoever comes close to me, they automatically figures out figure it out what kind of person I am. I don't need to what call it show tell them look. I don't need to tell them what kind of person I am. They will realize by themselves. That's the mm-hmm. blessing of being loyal. Yes. Facts. Right there. Facts. Absolute facts. But, you know, the most loyal people got to watch out for people who take advantage of it, too. Mm-hmm. So, that's good. Shit, I'm that homie. I ain't going to sugarcoat shit with you. If you telling me, I'm going to hear you out. But at the end of the day, if I need to tell you, like, look, bro, man up. You the problem. You gonna have to respect it for me, cause mm-hmm. you know I ain't gonna lie to you. But at the same time, I'm gonna motivate you to do better. At the same time, though, yeah, we go, we have to. I'm, I'm gonna put a pin in that one. Like the whole mo- uh, basically manning up. You the problem and motivating mm-hmm. people to be better. We we need to talk about that one because what about your circle or your cage? Like, do you have to motivate people within either one, either the cage or the circle to Mm -hmm. do better? Because sometimes those people are the reason why your circle is no longer the circle. It's the cage. So do you tell them to man up that they're the problem? And is it 
just you that does it? Or do you go to that circle and say, you know what, as a collective, we go and talk to that one person who's making it shit a cage. Cause sometimes it like, it takes a village, but you know, when it comes to friends, I'm sure that we all have a friendship where it's just not a one-on-one thing. It's usually like I'm friends, but by proxy, like they're friends with them as well. Like, you know, Shane, you and I are friends, but you know, Paco, uh, Baylor and all them. So it's mm. collective. So if one of us fucks up, somebody has to be able to like gather us all together and say, Hey, you know what? Intervention time. So, you know, maybe we'll talk about that a little bit later on, but you know, shout out to him for that voice. That's spot on. Yeah. I, I definitely agree with Shan's role and I remember playing it and now I have not, Hey, I've not been close friends with anybody for so long. Like I became an introvert, like a real introvert. And, um, I'm in a place where I really need, uh, female, close female connections because I want to be successful in business and I've been doing some research. So I am now, making that concerted effort to be an active friend. Um, I'm going to start making that concerted effort to be a, a, a real friend again, like not one that just, you know, is an acquaintance. And so um, I've been really trying to think, like I really want to pick my friends wisely this time so I won't get hurt because I've had lots of female friends that fuck my boyfriend, okay? And uh, I want to set boundaries. Wow. Yeah, she was about to go in. I felt like she she had something else to say. So I won't be surprised if I see another voicemail from her. So That's hopefully the jam session, she says something else, but shout out to her. That's a level. Hi, I have a question and I appreciate your show. Um, my question is, um, let's be honest, like, I have grown up and in Montreal where I am, you know, Montreal is a relatively closed or small city and um, within the black community anyways, in my, in my city, um, amongst the French people, there's, we're not a lot, but um, I grew up with a certain amount of girls. And my question is like, <laughs> how many close friends do you, because to me, friendship, like, I, I can say I grew up with 20 girls, but, like, I don't really have a friend. I don't have a friend. Because to me, friendship is not something that this narcissistic um, culture can provide, honestly. It's so mm. frivolous. Mm. Mm. Oh, mm. see, she, she's, I don't know if that's a she or he, uh, you know, my apologies, but yeah. They were spitting. They were about to go in. Yeah, it depends on what you describe as a friendship. Like, I have friends where, you know, we went to middle school together. We went to high school together. You know, we can go over each other's houses whenever. Um, They could come over. We did each other's hair. You know, they ate at my house. Some friends showed up when when I wasn't even home and get to eat at my house. And we don't see each other for 10 years. And then they come in and it's kind of like we've been seeing each other every day and one of my best friends like that she just moved to Georgia and she came here to my house and I haven't seen her in like five years and it was like it was like we just talked yesterday and we just seen each other's yesterday I feel like that's a true friend you know and I have like friends that don't even have kids that know okay 
you know, I haven't seen Shan for a while. She don't really go anywhere because she has the girls and she working from home. I'm going to go see her. And then let's say like, if I need time to go do me shit where I don't want to take my kids, they're like, just go. Like, even if you have to take my car, since I'm parked behind your car in the driveway, take my car and go. And they give me that time. I'm not asking for that time. I'm not, uh, you know, begging somebody to come over here and keep the girls. But the fact that you can peep that I need that and come give me that when you could be doing anything else. I feel like that's friend like shit. And I feel I feel bad that people don't even get to experience levels of people that are like that to where they can possibly say that what is friendship? Because the world is very narcissistic. The world is nor- mm-hmm. narcissistic, but if someone is willing to come out their way and do something for you like that, it is nothing if they need something from me because I know it's genuine. If I was on exactly. my last two dollars, I'd tell some of the 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 most giving people that have given to me that you have a dollar. If I have two dollars, you have a dollar. So don't ever feel like my come up is gonna forget, you know, everything that you've done or you going out your way for me or you telling me yes when you really felt like it was a no because you were tired or you were was exhausted. And to me that's friendship. It's a, every relationship you have is give and take. If you feel like anytime you talk to somebody, you ask them for shit, you don't do shit for them, you don't offer shit, or you just show up empty handed and you just want shit when you leave, that's mm-hmm. a problem. That's a problem in, in family, that's a problem in romantic relationships, and that's a fr- problem in friendships. <clears throat> so. Y'all are in here telling Jim. What I mean by that is I cannot say for sure because friendship to me is a reciprocity in values and principles. Yes. Okay. And 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 when you attach yourself with someone of that nature, you know, to me it's 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 a level of reciprocity that you cannot find somewhere else, you know. But oftentimes the, f- the friendships that we have are either interest based or business based because. You know, true friendship takes time. You know, I know my parents have been friends with people that have been friends for 20 years. You know, like, I think we're just labeling things because we don't like to be alone. Like, I have one close acquaintance, but I don't think I have friends. You know, like, like, it's almost setting itself for, I don't know, am I being negative Maybe that's why I'm saying this because I don't even know if what I'm saying makes sense or it's being negative. But that's what I that's what I. I don't like. I don't even want to say being negative. I'm saying maybe she doesn't know what I know about people. Mm -hmm. Maybe she's never felt what I felt about people. Um, Some people you eat and they instantly feel like home, and 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 they just have a very take care of you, and you instantly want to take care of them also. Um, and it's in a friendship level. It's not nothing more. It's not nothing romantic. It's in a friendship level where nobody owes anybody shit. But because, you know, I respect you and I want to see you doing better, they come through, right? So who am I to tell her that you're wrong for feeling that way? No, she's right for feeling however she feels until she mm-hmm. comes across something different. Boom. So... I'm known for being the very shy and underspoken person in my group. Mm. Uh, usually I try to say a lot of stuff, 
or usually I want to say a lot of stuff, but whenever I do, I usually hold myself back and I don't really communicate very well. <laughs> so it kind of sucks. But why is that? Like, what's holding you back from communicating with people you actually like? Yeah, man, go ahead and, like, say what you mean and mean what you say. That's what my mom used to tell me. Um, it probably got me a lot of ass whoopings, too. But, you know, the thing is, you you, you, you have to say things. Um, sometimes you just might say the wrong thing, but it's better to say the wrong thing and apologize for it later than never say that shit. And then you become a doormat for people, yeah. um, friendships included. Um, I've been there. I'm sure he's been there. Um, many of us who have left voicemails, I'm sure we felt that way at least once in our life where we wish we'd have said things. And if we didn't, it either came to bite us in the ass or we just regret it to that day. Um, a lot of friendships end because you didn't say the wrong thing at the right time. Like some friendships need to end. Some friendships need to have that like pivotal moment where you tell them, hey, you fucked up. It's actually your fault. And if you don't say that, then you just have a hanger on. You have somebody who just they won't let you grow. And then you end up a part of the your cage instead of the your circle, which we won't get into that. but. You know, shout out to him for, you know, even even like leaving a voicemail and coming to terms with that, because I, I feel like him a lot of times, man, a lot of days, a lot of times. So. Yeah. And I will tell you guys, it has backfired many times and I'm not ashamed to say that um, I suffer from a bit of depression. So when I'm off, you can tell it's it's not very hard to see. And um, I'm working through that, but you know my people, my people know that, and they are behind me 100. Mm. percent You see, that's love right there. Man. I like that. We here for you too, Teddy P. Yeah, at least he's he's aware of it and he's working through it. But sometimes mm-hmm. it's a lifetime thing until you learn, you know, what you need, uh, what works. It could be a lifetime thing. Sometimes it's just like something you catch on to. Like, this is how I need to be treated. And this is what I demand. And I can't have anything less. And sometimes mm-hmm. you go and set up those boundaries of people uh, that have known you forever. And these are like my new boundaries now. Like, you know, like yeah. the iPhone states, these are the new features now. Like, these are my new boundaries. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, that that is a that is a hard discussion to have though, Shan. Just like, yo, like I've changed. And the thing, like, what do you do when you change and like you say you had to change those boundaries, but those people like are they still are within the old boundaries. Like they're still there. They never left. And you're trying to tell them, like, yo, shit's changed. But they're like, but I've been around this entire time. Like, how do you like address that situation? You say, you know what? It's new me, new year, and you know, we gotta like, you know, clean house, or do you just tell them like, yo, I'm not doing that anymore. Like, how does that work? Mm-hmm. You um, you just distance yourself and if they don't comply. Why have you mm-hmm. come on for? Because I just don't want to. Um, mm-hmm. you, know, you don't call anymore. I don't have anything to talk about. Why haven't you mm-hmm. come? Like, people be thinking the phone works one way. Yeah. Why haven't you called? And when you do call, mm-hmm. do you and you talk about other people's business and gossip or do you have something to actually pour into me or vice versa is it something constructive like what is the reason for your calling or are you just calling just to be nosy Mm -hmm. that is a lot of people 
That is a lot of people. It's it, sad. That, that it's very, I know. I know we got voicemails, but Jesus, like, wow. We, we, we're gonna, this is gonna be one big ass therapy session for us. We are not licensed. I'm telling y'all this now. We are not <laughs> licensed. This is, you know, good people having good conversation. And yeah. wow, like what she just said hit a nerve. So shout yeah. to Shane. She gets it. You were talking about what you're saying right now. You were talking about you almost lost a friend because you were honest with him. If you almost lost a friend because you were honest with him, that person might not have been the friend at that time that you needed. Mm -hmm. Because if they can't handle the truth about themselves, then then that's on them. That's not you. You didn't overstep your bounds if they asked you for it guidance and advice you were just giving them what you saw mm-hmm. that's not your fault yeah i appreciate that um it, it took me a while to act because i'm one of those friends where like even when it's your fault i'm the one that ends up apologizing and it's not just friends you know family you know people i meet like i'll apologize to the fucking lady at the drive-thru because she forgot the sweet and sour sauce i'm just that type of individual but you know with that particular situation like i ended up apologizing because i thought you know the friendship was worth you know, more than, you know, us arguing and, you know, trying to cut each other off. We didn't speak for like a year. And, you know, I ended up apologizing because it's like, yo, like, I don't know how many more friends he has outside of me, but I know for a fact that we have a good friendship. So me trying to patch things up, you know, the first couple of times I tried it, notice I said a couple of times, because the first time it was like pure rejection. Like, nah, I'm not fucking with him. I'm not talking to him. The second time was the same way. And then, you know, I kind of gave up at that point. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna just let it be what it is. I've tried, you know, I put my, you know, I put my name in a hat and it wasn't drawn. Cool. Fuck it. So, you know, I figured it was fuck me. So I left it alone. And surely enough, the moment that I stopped fucking with said person, that person mm-hmm. came back around. It was like, like, how can we just not get on the same page? So, you know, we, we had to sit down, we had to have, you know, I'm on one end of the table. He's on another end of the table. And even then I'm telling him, I was like, you know, I apologize for my part in the situation. But do you even acknowledge what you did, what you said? And more importantly, like your behavior in the situation that caused us to not speak. And to this day, there was no, you know what? I was at fault for this. So I was like, you know what? We're, we're friends in the terms of acquaintances. Like I wouldn't want any bad thing to happen to you, but I know for a fact that now I have to keep you at arm's distance because mm-hmm. at the snap of a finger, that shit can happen again. And I'm not, one of those type of people who I have to have a million friends, but the ones that I have, and we have war stories together. Like, you know, you know, our moms knew each other. Our fathers knew each other. And we're like family. When you kind of like say, fuck everything and just ditch it off. And you try to come back at that point, I've learned, I'm like, you know what? Now you are just at arm's reach. And that's how I've left him. And to this day, I've had other friends be like, yo, Greg, like, you know, what's changed in you? Like you used to be the friend that, you know, you got everybody together when somebody fucked up and we try to do like round tables. And I'm like, that, mm-hmm. That's not in me anymore because when, you know, before when I used to do that, it was because all of them would argue and, you know, one person would be beefing with another person or another person said this to another person. But when it came to me and I was like, oh, like I'm usually the, the diplomatic one here and you giving me your ass to kiss. Yeah. And, and we have to it's remember cool. you got to lose fat. You got to lose fat to gain muscle. Muscles yeah. help carrying around a lot of fat. And a lot of waste. Yeah. So um, mm-hmm. if you're losing because you are getting better or because you want to be um, in a position to get more clarity about 
situation or in your life, then it's not a loss. You know, you make a yeah. room to get something better. Well, and that's the thing. Last year was literally the awakening. Um, obviously, baby and stuff like that. But I had to actually sit down and weigh like the pros and the cons to friendships and relationships. I was like, you know what? Like, I'm better off losing, like you said, like trimming the fat and losing mm-hmm. things that were dead weight. Because I'd rather have people that I fuck with and people that fuck with me than have a friendship. And I know the two are different, but I just much rather have people be like, you know what? We are like-minded. I fuck with you. You fuck with me. But mm-hmm. I am one of those people that, you know, forever, I just held the term friend like I would family. Like, if you were a friend to me, you were family. And I couldn't distinguish the difference. So once I was able to sit back and just, like, reflect in 2020, I said, you know what? I'm the one that's fucking up. At the end of the day, that's me because I keep trying, I keep trying, and I shouldn't have to. And I had to escape that cage. I had to say, you know what? In order to have a better circle, I have to escape that cage. And here we are with this episode. We, you know, we're having a therapy session. So (laughs) there we are. And this is why I don't believe in titles either. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't want somebody to give me a title of a friend if I haven't done anything uh, consistently Mm -hmm. I don't want to be like, oh, that's my boyfriend. Like, we grown. If you over 25 claiming somebody as your boyfriend or your girlfriend, you're childish. Like, yeah. like that. that's like my person. That's my partner. Like, they come through for me. I come through for them. You know, we both are goal-oriented or blah, 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 blah. That's my person. And then that person mm-hmm. evolves into uh maybe you're a person that you're engaged to or you're a person that you're married to but i'm not into no uh small names like baby and uh, my girl Mm -hmm. or my old lady like don't call me none of that shit if you need to call Mm -hmm. me something call me my name my name is chantal yep fair i'm a she i'm just a bald head (laughs) <laughs> I just shave my head bald. That's what I do. No, I just mean like honestly, like reciprocity is not there. People are also narcissistic and people are full of hurt and traumas. And you can only give what you have. And in a friendship, it's a friendship is based on give putting your foot forward for someone else. You know, yeah. being um, an equal partner in an equation, whether it's platonic or personal. So my thing is, <laughs> it's hard to do that when you have the mindset that our society, our society is pushing and conditioning us to be individualist and to be capitalist. That's our economic system that it's telling us in order for once you meet an opportunity, maximize it. So how are we daily practicing that particular message? And in our friendship, we wouldn't. Mm. Mm. She's she's spitting. You got questions and need answers, honey. Okay. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? I mean that our world is so messed up in our understanding of what life should be that our friendship will only reflect it. You know what I'm saying? So it is rare and very far in between that you will get the real loyalty that the ones that have open hearts are looking for. So if y'all out there opening your hearts to friends, do it. But me, my friend is God. But, you know, I know people and I have acquaintances and I wish them the best and it's all love. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's be real because your best friend can be your worst enemy. And it's not because you're a hater. It's because you're wise. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
absolute fact. Now, you absolute see all the time when, when women stop being friends, now they start sharing like all their deepest uh, things about the other person that that person, you know, confided in them all the time. But that's the risk you take all relationships. Like if mm-hmm. you're worried about someone spilling your deepest thoughts or your deep, deep experiences, then you're not ready and you need to just sit with yourself. But when you get to yep. a point where your life is your truth, your truth is your truth and nobody can't share something that I haven't shared already. Yeah. You're going to be comfortable. That should, that should have said though, like when you've done, you know, all the things you could do at, you know, with your friends where they know your dirt, they know your information and you have to worry about them going and blackmailing you for the information that pretty much y'all share together. Y'all share these war stories. Y'all share like each other's stories. And like you said, it comes out and it's that person. It's like of all people, it's you, you were there when this, you know, when this shit happened, you were there to actually know that I confided in you. And there you are. Oh Lord. That's why people get dogs. I, I know it. That's why people get dogs. They're loyal. Mm-hmm. They're going to show up. You can um, understand them, even in like awkward silence and just looking at each other. They understand. Like, damn, your life ain't shit. I know, but you mm-hmm. want to go for this walk? Yes. Like, yep. mm-hmm. That's for sure. Absolute fact. Companionship they can trust. Hmm. What up, though, y'all? Just uh, checking in. It's been a long time, so just saying what's up. Yo, what's up, man? You saw that um, those bars Mike and his brother was spitting? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, financially shaming us. Financially shaming As she gets it, I got a uh, question for you. So how you deal with this? Like, like my lady... Like my child's uh, mom and shit, she done started a business, but I can tell her so-called best friend, like, she just going along with it, but I know she ain't really happy for her. Mm-hmm. But as the boyfriend and we all went to high school with each other, like, how do I put that to her? Or do I just let the shit rock and let her find that shit out on her own? Because, you know... Sometimes, you know, y'all can be difficult. When I say y'all, I'm talking about uh, the ladies and stuff. But, like, how do I go about putting that to her, though? Like, she not happy for you, but you think she is. Like, that shit kind of weird, but I just wanted to get a, a, a female's uh, perspective on it. Um, There's nothing that you can say or do to show her. She going to have to see for herself. But what you can do is prepare for her to be hurt or, um, you know, at a point where she sees it. So if there are business partners in that business, which I hope they're not, um, just prepare for that fall or that day or that time. Don't be like, see, I told you so. Like, don't tell her that um, because she's automatically assumed that would be the approach. But just Mm -hmm. really um, be there to support her and, um, don't allow her to self-doubt herself like was she dumb for thinking she had a friend was she uh did she do something wrong for her to you know play her in a way some people don't like the fact that you have the balls to be progressive you have the balls to go forward and do what you want to do and then you have the nerve to be good at it because that Mm -hmm. means they have to look at themselves and figure out 
what is it that I'm not holding my weight on or what is it that I'm not doing? So I can do it. So you making me look bad because you actually out here trying the nerve of you to fucking try. And sometimes it could be like your closest friends that look at you like that, um, where they don't, they don't want you to be better than them, but they want y'all to be on the same level. And if somebody got to be better, they want it to be them and not you. So she's going to have to experience it. She's just going to have to experience that. Unfortunately. Mm. Yeah, absolute fact. Just adding to the discussion, though. What if the people that care about you are telling you the change is not positive, right? But then you're just in this new ego that you're experimenting with that is not necessarily good for you, right? So there's a balance between, from your perspective, change and new boundaries and from others perspective change because of you know overcorrection or boredom or the perception of growth mm. that's a good question okay um, I, I guess i'll go ahead. go ahead no i'm confused by it so go ahead and, and answer yeah. So what I was getting from what he was saying, and I typed it in, he was like, uh, what if the change is not positive according to your friend? So uh, he also said like the overcorrection or the perception of change, pretty much. So if your friends see that you're you're making a change that, you know, you're making for yourself, but they don't see it as a positive change. Like, what do you do in that scenario, in that case? Oh, um, you better prepare to be lonely. Yeah. Like, um. This podcasting shit is lonely as hell for the mm-hmm. people you're around and you call your best friends because they don't understand it. And then once they see that you have a crowd of strangers that actually like the shit and, and, and pray, then they want to come back around and be like, so what the fuck is your show about? <laughs> yeah. 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 Like, and you know, not, not even on like a, a podcast type of tip, but like I've had friends and I've seen people do this shit where, you know, when you know, in regards to what he's saying about change not being positive to the front, the reason why the change isn't positive is because it doesn't impact them in any way. Uh, they feel as though they're going to get less time with you. Um, I'll give like an example. Everybody has that friend who likes to go out and party. They like to go and drink, or there just might be that friend who is single. The moment that you get a spouse, they're like, "Wait, you don't fuck with me anymore because you got you know a new boyfriend, a new girlfriend, some shit like that." Like everybody's been in that scenario at least once, and it's like, no, like I'm I'm trying to try to be happy, like, but that friend won't be able to see that. So it's not really like an overcorrection, and there's no perception there. The perception is your friend. If your friend is happy, they're correcting not being happy because now they're happy. Um, it's not a perception thing because the perception is your friend. Your friend perceives happiness differently. And you just might not be a part of that. You can. You can still be a friend at a distance. You can still be a friend that's there, but not all the time. Um, in the terms of drinking, like, I'll give an example. For me, um, once, you know, my wife and I got together, I had friends hit me up. It's like, Greg, you can't go out anymore. I was like, no, I can go out, but I have other places I can actually be and do the exact same thing. I can go and drink with my lady. I don't have to go club hop. I don't have to go to the bars and hang out with, you know, to try to find a woman when I have um, so for me, like I understood what he was saying about the change, not being positive, but at the same time, it's like, how do you tell your friend that it's not positive if they seem to be happy? Like 
th- that for me, it, it was kind of weird when he started to like ask that question. Cause it's like, do you approach your friend and say, Hey, like what I see in you, it's not positive, but it's like, but if they're happy with it, even if it makes you unhappy to see them or you think that they're down, you don't know. And even if you're asking, ask the question, don't tell it. But to say like the change isn't positive, that means that you're reflecting your own thoughts on that situation. And I don't think that's really fair. Um, It's kind of like homeboy's situation with his girl and her best friend that's not happy for her. You got to yeah. prepare to catch your friend if that's really your friend when things fuck up. If things mm-hmm. fuck up. And there's nothing that you can tell a friend that found somebody new and they're super in love, but you know this person's about to play them or this person's only here for a moment and they're about to break their heart. You just got to prepare to come over with the motherfucking snacks and not Mm -hmm. not talk about the elephant in the room until your friend ready to talk about the elephant in the room. But you cannot say to somebody who's naive enough to be within the moment Hey, this is wrong. Mayday, mayday, mayday. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. Excuse me. (laughs) So you just got to prepare for that shit to go left. That's all you can do. Yeah. That's what that used to trip me out about my mom. So, you know, as a kid, as a teenager, my mom used to always have that that weird ass quote that I never understood until I became an adult, which was if all your friends do it, you know, if all your friends jumped off a bridge with you and I'm like, well, first and foremost, I'm not that stupid. Like, I get it. I would get to the bridge. I would definitely go and get to the bridge. But the question is, if I'm going to jump now, if I see 15 people die because they done jump first, I'm like, oh, well, see, that's not where I want to be. But at the same time, if they're jumping off the bridge and I see, you know what? There's a safety net there. Or, hey, you know, they're just jumping into fucking water. It's okay. It's safe. Then, yes, I may jump, but it's all circumstantial. So it just, it's just really weird, man. It's but I'm definitely not going to, you know, jump off a cliff if somebody jumping off a cliff. But a bridge, yes, I will say that. Mm. Yeah. Nope. Mm-mm-mm. Was that a kazoo? But at the same time, we got to realize hurt is awareness and perception. And he's if he's not intentional about hurting you, you can't necessarily hold him accountable for how you perceive his actions or whatever caused the drift. But, okay, so I I understand what he's trying to get at, but here's the thing, like, your perception isn't theirs. Like, you can't be like, okay, like, maybe they perceive it this way. No, they can tell you what they perceive. Like, you just ask the right questions. Don't say something like, well, from my understanding, like, you must have perceived it this way. It's like, no. Ask the right question, which is, how do you perceive this? You can cut off a lot of the filth. No, I'm sorry, not the filth, but a lot of like the extra shit, all the fat by just asking the right questions. Like, what's your perception of this relationship? What is your perception of this friendship? What is your perception? And if they can't answer that, then you can go from there. But you don't lead into the conversation with an assumption about perception. That can ruin a fucking friendship. That right there has probably ruined some friendships by saying, you know what? This is what I think you should do. And it's like, but you weren't even in the situation. You don't know the circumstances. And more importantly, who the fuck are you? <laughs> you can't like, like, have you ever, Shan, have you ever been in a situation where somebody thought they knew the entire scope and all they saw was what they saw from like, you know, a distance? Yes. And then they try to, and they try to approach you about it. It was like, well, see, this is what I thought was like, no, what you thought and what you saw is it, it's no, that's just not how that fucking works. So, Shannon and I, for example, we do a podcast. Somebody will go like 
in the comments or something like that on Instagram. It's like, oh, well, did y'all, you know, are y'all just doing another podcast? Because, you know, my perception is like, no, like you can just ask us if we're doing another fucking show. And yes, we do our own separate shows, but we have loud mouth stereo. So perception is not reality. I think that's the quote. But at the same time, like just ask the right questions, asking the right questions. I can guarantee you'll get the right answers. Thanks. But at the same time, muscle takes a lot more energy to maintain the fat. <laughs> he's so literal. <laughs> he's so literal. He's like, he's, he's like me. Oh my God. I feel like I'm being talked to by me. You know, that is funny. That is so funny. Shout out to him, though. Shout out to DJ. Is it wrong for me to want to have a man? That under, especially, uh, and I don't mean I love you, black men, and I would never disrespect you. That's not how I'm raised, and nor is it my mindset. But is it, is it wrong for me now to be very careful of the man that I choose to be around me? Like, not even in the way that he deals with me, with regards to his energy. Like, I've, um, I've come to the point at the age I'm at, that I'm at and where I'm at in life that if a man does not respect his own energy around me, I don't even want him. Meaning that if a man does not even know how to compose himself around me and be a leader, you can't have my submission. And the biggest thing that I have as a woman is, a sub- is my submission. So is it wrong of me to want... No, she it's not was, wrong. Oh, she was speaking. You should be picky about your energy and energy about everybody, not just men, men and women. Mm. She was speaking. I like that. <laughs> I like that. See the shit already wild, cause this particular best friend, like you know, what I mean, I already, I, I've been told her damn near half our life how I felt about her. So she might take it like I'm just trying to hate on her. But mm. yeah, I'm already been trying to prepare for it without even saying nothing, though. But I appreciate the feedback, though. Yeah. Shout out to Money Duck. I will say this, you know, I know you asked Shane, but, you know, you as a guy, like, I will say, like, you know your, your girlfriend's friends, but the good thing he it was honestly saving. Sometimes you just got to let people learn. And, you know, and I don't want to make it a man versus woman thing, but as a guy like who's dated women and I'm friends with women, sometimes we have to let women let things play out. And then after the fact, just be like, you know what? Like, how can I console you? How can I be there for you to, you know, not make things better, but just to honestly hear your take about it. But all of, I know for a fact there are a lot of guys who have seen like the ain't shit best friend or the ain't shit friend. And it's just better to just let them see it for themselves. And if they don't, they have to continue to keep knocking their head against the wall. And there's honestly, there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah, it's going to hurt them for a while, but it's better to have that hurt and have them learn it for themselves. than end up, you know, you getting caught in the crossfire and then she still ends up picking a friend who's going to fuck her over anyway. So he's doing the right thing. Mm. He's definitely doing the right thing. Yeah, just catch uh, that. Shut because um, th- your your circle is all about people who are making sure that you're good, and you want to make sure that they're good. You know, people who have a realistic sense of humor and not just being assholes about shit. Um, people who are like kind to you, 
when it comes to your needs and you want to be kind to them. Like that's your circle. Mm-hmm. That right there. Absolutely. So, you know, as usual, everybody can leave voicemails if you want to. You know, we're actually going to get into the reason you're here. So the title of the show is Your Circle or Your Cage. Um, I just wanted to go straight into it. So, Shan, I know you have a list. I have a list as well. Do you want to start with your cage or your circle? Your circle. Okay. All right. So what I'll do, do you want to do how we did it before, like back and forth? Or do you want to just go down your list and I go down my list and then we just go for Well, I, I already said three on my circle list. Okay. Well, what I'll do is, since you already said three, I'll give you five. I'll be, I'll be quick. Um, things that make your circle. Um, number one, somebody said earlier, loyalty. Loyalty matters. And like that's just like at the top of anybody's list when it comes to your circle. Number two, um, they, un- they listen to understand. They don't listen to respond. A lot of friendships end, begin, and they, you know, they have conflict because of that. Um, I can't tell you how many people that I know of who they have these arguments with their friends and the argument started because the person, one of the two, didn't listen to what the other person had to say. So in your friendships, in your circles, listen to understand. Don't just listen to respond. That works for relationships as well. Um, number three, your circle has been through shit with you. That's what, to me personally, makes your circle. Um, true friendship, true circles and stuff like that. Um, it's basically like waiting for your friend to choose over hell or, you know, hell or heaven metaphorically, and you support them no matter what. So that to me also extends to just being through shit. If you haven't been through shit with your friends, those aren't your friends. Those are people that are acquaintances. Those are people that are like your peers or people you just fuck with. But the older I get, the more I actually understand relationships and friendships. There are two different things, but even at the same time, you have acquaintances. It's like tiered systems, if you want to call it that. Um, Number four on my list. Your circle will call you on your bullshit, but still talk to you the next day. That right there should have been number one. Um, If your circle can't do that, that's not a circle. That is definitely a cage. I don't want to get into cages, but right there is like, you got to put a pin in that shit. If you can't have your friends when you go out and you get drunk, and you're doing like real pissy drunk shit, they don't say, hey, yo, you, you fucking up. You're, you're drunk. That Those ain't your friends. Those are the friends that will put your ass in an Uber. Actually, mm-hmm. They don't even put you in an Uber. They will leave you at the fucking bar. I've mm-hmm. seen this shit done. Um, all of us have been in a situation where we've been out somewhere and we've seen a group of friends and you're like, yo, like, that's not, you know, they left that motherfucker drunk. Like, he, that's not his friend. That's not their friend. Like, you don't want to be a part of that circle. Right. Please do not be a part of that circle. Um, and number five, before, you know, Shane gets it to hers is for me, it's probably like one of my top three, but it's number five on this list. When it comes to your circle, your circle will step aside to watch you catch your blessing. That yes. right there. Key. Um, I've had friends literally like step aside so I could go and like talk to the girl because I was interested in her, even though we all wanted to talk to her. I have I had friends who stepped aside and like, oh, like, you know, this is a job opportunity that it, it could have been for me, but I wanted it to be for you. I wanted you to go after that. Or mm-hmm. they see that your goals and aspirations are things that you want, and they'll step aside their own personal gain because they want to see you better. That is the circle you want to be a part of. Um, I have more, but Shannon's on you. Ooh, okay. You triggered me with that last one because 
the people in your circle, when opportunities come up with their people that don't know you or complete strangers, they'll go ahead and pass your number along so you can have that opportunity or your name will come up and they'll, you know, connect you, be like, hey, I met this person. They need this. You did at this. I told them that you do this. So if they hit you up, this is why they hit you up. And so you'll gain more opportunities when the opportunity is, uh, you know, announced and they think of your name first. So those are good mm-hmm. people to have in the circle. Um, people who actually want you to explore other places to be better. Those are the people in your circle because they're not holding your you back. They're not um, don't leave because I need you or don't leave because, you know, I don't know what it's like not to be able to come to your house. And you live so close like they're, they mm-hmm. want to grow. they want you to explore and have all the options to make the best decision. And um, everyone in your circle should be working on their personal goals, you know, mm-hmm. just. Because you're like into shoes doesn't mean the next person is into shoes. Just because you're into sports doesn't mean your your friend has to be into sports because you're into sports. Maybe they're into like tech shit. Maybe um, mm-hmm. they're into like engineering and nerd stuff. Like it's always smart to have a friend that's a photographer, a friend that's a lawyer, a friend that's a um, good in business, a friend that is a good and like something medical just so you could have the best information given to get a second opinion when you're in different situations because people people who grow up in different situations are better to give you an answer or response or something to think about than somebody that you know i'm from the block all i know is the block everything is street shit nobody can be trusted fuck them. They don't like you, fuck them. And and then you can't approach everything in life like that. So maybe at a certain point in your life, you do need that friend that's street smart. But maybe at a different point in your life, you need that friend that know, knows loyal lawyer terms and, and court terms and knows what positions you need to play to be better in your business. So you have to be able to move around in all your friend circles. And you have to know how to mix your friends because you could have a group of friends over here that won't do well if they come to the party with this group of friends and they won't understand each other. Or if you have like friends who are very territorial and wonder why, why, why y'all best friends or I was best friends with them first. Or I know you longer. You probably know me from around the way, but, but this person knows me career wise or this person knows me from college. And my best friend that's from around the way never went to college. And it's not saying that, mm-hmm. you know, this best friend is less than this one. It's just saying that y'all are, y'all are different levels of what I need to be 100% me. And I think mm-hmm. it's more so a level that you need to have and your friends need to have among each other in order for that to work. And sometimes it doesn't work. And sometimes people might be resistant and be like, man, you change. You used to be in such and such. You used to want to do this. We, we used to could do this together. Now, you know, you too good to do this. It's not about being too good. It's about my priorities have shifted. Mm. Mm-hmm. But I'm sitting here speaking. Listen, that's my, that's my circle um, of friends. Mm. And um, 
if my friends are not comfortable with me growing, then we, we, you know, we knew each other, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We knew each other, mm-hmm. but I can't, I can't honestly take you into my future. If you down to me about my growth, that doesn't make any sense. Fair. I, I want to hear from, I don't know if you had any more, but I want to hear these two voicemails. I want to hear them. And I hopefully think we could get into this cage after these messages. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, oh no, I still got some more. I still got some okay. more circles. Let me just get these off. So before we do that, here we are. Um, your circle accepts you saying no without argument and will have a conversation with you when they're upset. Mm. That right there is key for me. Um, I got quite a few more. I got like six more. Um, your circle are people who truly care about you and more likely than not will go out of their way to do things for you because that's what friends do. Um, I'm a firm believer of the golden rule and treating others the way you want to be treated. Um, and I would assume that I would want, you know, other people, including myself, want a circle that does just that. Uh, we learned that when we were three or four years old. So why can't we learn that and continue to do that in our 20s and 30s? So that's something that I hold to like high esteem. Um, also, your friends include you in conversations you can't be a part of because you're not there. Um, that uh-huh. is big for me. Like, I've had friends, I have friends still to this day where even if I'm not in the room, there is no, oh, well, you know, since Greg's not here, like we won't include him in this. Like, no, like he's a part of this and he should know about this. That is important. They don't have a group text outside of, you know, me and then talking shit. Um, That's a cage. I didn't even add that on the list, but that's definitely a cage. Um, Next. Your circle obviously inspires you. That's probably the most simple one on this list. Um, your circle, um, they rarely flake. They rarely make excuses and genuinely look forward to hanging with you. Uh, and they don't find it to be a chore. That is a good circle to have. Um, your circle advocates for expanding the circle instead of creating a bubble. That is key. Um, I couldn't tell you how many people that I know, like, they keep their friends different. And for the most part, I used to do that too. It's like, you know, I got my white friends. I got my black friends. The thing is like, how about you just intertwine them? Because then you grow more uh, instead of a bubble, it's a network. So when you want to hang out with your white friends, Hey, you can hang out with your white friends, but Hey, you know, that guy that you met through your white friends, they want to hang out. So now you have different places to go. You're experimenting with different friends and learning new things. So that's what you want out of your circle pretty much to expand. And then it becomes this like, like web of places and things that you can do. Um, your circle, no matter the distance or the time frame, you can pick it up as if nothing ever happened. Yeah. Should I touched on that earlier. I don't think I have to. Um, but if you want to talk about that, <laughs> like be my guest. Um, and my last one for your circle, your circle leads with action. Um, the reason why that's last is because you want a circle of friends who, instead of saying the shit that they're going to do, they just do the shit. They're like, hey, we're going on a ski trip. That shit's planned. Like, there is no, you know what? I would like to go and then everybody's flaking. Like, no, we going and that's what it is. That's what you want. That shit, that's still what I want right now. I, I would love a group of friends be like, you know what? We just going to anywhere but Tulum. And I know I bring it up every episode, but still. Um, <laughs> that, <laughs> Man, that's a bad against Tulum, y'all. Um, yes, indeed. Yeah. Man, for instance, tonight, and you know, mm-hmm. between my AT&T ruckus, um, I'm checking emails and I see an email that says you've received a donation. So mm-hmm. I get the 
donation and somebody donated money to, you know, the show, she gets it. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. I don't know who this is. There's no name, but, you know, I'm thankful and I'm grateful. And thank you, whoever you are. Um, it, it, it's stuff like that where I'm just like, even though there's no name attached to it, I'm still thankful. I'm still grateful. And I don't know if this mm-hmm. is I don't know if it's somebody that I know that did it, but I appreciate it. And I think um, honest appreciation and not telling people thank you just because they gave you something and telling people thank you because something does flash across your mind and you remembered when you didn't have nothing and they came through and they made sure you had. Send a text Mm -hmm. call and say thank you. If you really appreciate the way somebody shows up in your life and they don't think it's a big deal, let them know that it's a big deal if it's a big deal because it's it's those small things that people may not get where they feel like, man, you don't appreciate shit or you never say anything about all the good things I do, but me doing this one thing, you making such a big deal about it. Mention the little shit. So then when those big things come up, they understand that they've been appreciated, but I like how you handle this moment. And next yep. time, can you handle this moment like this? And a good friend and a good person is going to take heed to what you're telling them because they know that you're not taking advantage of their goodness and pointing out their flaws. You're pointing out everything. Mm. She gets it, y'all. Yeah. Are you Kanye West? Yes. Go to bed. Go to bed. No swearing. Family friendly channel. Family friendly channel. Family friendly channel. Yes. Family friendly except for kids. It's bedtime. But um. All right. Now I want to hear. I want to hear your cage because I'm. I'm I'm terrified to hear yours because mine is bad. Um, ladies and gentlemen, if you are like Shan, you know what? Go ahead. I need you to reintroduce just in case people are just joining okay. and they don't know exactly what they got into. All right, y'all. This is Loud Mouth Stereo. Um, we are two podcasters. Uh, we do not know each other in the flesh, but we appreciate each other in real life. My name is Shan from She Gets It Pod. That is Greg from Young Black and Bother Podcast. Please follow that podcast. Check it out. Check out a few episodes and subscribe. Don't forget to leave a review. Um, you can check us here on Loud Mouth Stereo every Wednesday night and Saturday night. Today, the topic is your circle or your cage. Are you growing with your people um, or not? And why not? And so we're discussing um, your circle and what pertains to people being within your circle as far as character goes. And now we're going to talk about your cage. And what we mean by that is people that hold you back from your growth. So on my list for my cage would be um, people that's against positive change. Speak on it. So like, just because when I was young and dumb, you know, I like to, you know, go in the stores and like, put candy in my pocket because I could and just walk out the store and have candy when I had the money to pay for it. Don't mean I'm going to be doing that and scamming as an adult when I have the means to pay for shit. Like the the hood mentality of getting shit for free just because you can versus you having a, um, a moral compass of not doing shit just because the opportunity presented itself. 
I'm more mm-hmm. so on that level, but it's still a lot of people who just because they have the money, I'm gonna just take it because nobody was looking, or just because um, they paid me twice, I'm not gonna say nothing because nobody caught it. And I feel mm-hmm. like sometimes in life, our creator does reward us by um, giving us out of the blue opportunities or a random check in the mail because that has happened to me in real life um, when I didn't have shit, right? But at the time when you don't need it and you take it just because you feel like you want to take something when somebody probably was in, in need, I think it's it's way more of a great character to be the person to be like, hey, here, you gave me more or you you did this wrong or let me point this out to you so you don't miss out or so you don't lose out. You know, um, to me, when you do that and people be like, man, you got soft or man, you a sucker or, or I wouldn't have did that. That's fine. But I don't live my life people's morals i don't live my life on other people's values and people who don't understand that are the people that's keeping you in a cage um friends who don't improve mm. are people who keep you in the cage and friends who improve and then that they friends with you while you down and out or you do anything in life the wrong way and they don't pull you aside and check you or they don't pull you aside and tell you how to be better those are not your friends Those those are the people that's using you to do some dumb shit because if you get in trouble or you get arrested or you get locked up, they know that you don't Mm -hmm. give a fuck about yourself to give a fuck. So they don't have to deal with the aftermath of shit going left. So they bring you along for the bait or they bring you along to be like the dummy for the situation just in case shit go left. But that they try to act like, oh, yeah, I want you to come out of town on this trip because we're about to do this thing and I want you to be a part of it, blah, 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 blah. But really, they're using the situation. And you can tell a friend where you see that situation about to happen, hey, that's not your people's because they wouldn't have you in these predicaments all mm-hmm. day. But if they're not ready to peep it, they're just going to keep repeating that dumb shit. So um, friends who don't want to improve, those are your cage. Uh, People who purposely mess up good opportunities for you because they don't want you to get better. Those are people who are keeping you in the cage. Um, Past romantic lovers seeing that your new relationship is actually treating you with the respect that you deserve, the time that you deserve, and the compassion that you deserve. And they get jealous because they don't want you to have that or they don't want you to be with nobody else because... You know, I know I'm not ready. I know I'm not shit, but I don't want to see you with somebody treating you like you matter. Mm-hmm. Those are people keeping you in the cage. Um, every yeah. time you're close to leaving a shitty situation, they emotionally pull you back in and, and fill you with emotional guilt. Like, man, how you leaving and all the shit that we've been through? How you going to leave me? And I don't have shit. I don't have nobody. You're the only person I got. Don't leave me. So they guilt you into staying. Mm-hmm. Terrible ass friend. Terrible. Crabs in a bucket. <laughs> and- oh, Lord. The last one I have for my cage is people, people who you're around that fill you with doubt. Mm, that's a good one. That's a good one. So if you have a great idea or, you know, you in your 30s and you want to go back to school 
while you working and you have kids and they want to fill you with doubt. Like people don't change careers in their thirties. People don't change careers mm-hmm. in their forties. People don't go back to school in their fifties. You can go back to school whenever you want to go back to school. School is not for everybody. But if you feel like you have the balls to be successful during school and get a degree that's going to push your life forward for a career that can pay back triple of what you're going to pay for that degree, go do it. Don't let people fill you with doubt. Don't let people say that, no, you shouldn't go to school for the arts if you're like really creative and you're good in arts and they say you should go to school to be a nurse or you should go to school to, uh, you know, be a manager at a store. If you feel like you want to fulfill your passion and do something and invest in yourself, go do that. But people that fill you with doubt and tell you how you can't and tell you, oh, you know, you shouldn't have his kid because he didn't give you a ring. You shouldn't have his kid because, uh, you know, I don't think he's worth it. Or you shouldn't mm-hmm. be with her because she ain't she ain't cute enough or she don't know how to dress. But she's brain smart and she pours into you mentally and emotionally like nobody can. Stop listening to people that put doubt in your brain and tell you that you can't do something that you have the willpower to do because the creator gave you that. Mm-hmm. So oh, those, are, those are my cage things. Oh, Lord, how am I supposed to top that, Shane? Really? Um, oh, fuck. All right. So these are my list of things that are your cage or, you know, how to know if it's your cage. Number one, um, they go along to get along. Basically, they're only around you because there's something to get um, and they're just there just to get along. So that's number one for me. Um, Number two um, should be number one. When y'all fight, their behavior changes. That is big. That's how you know for a fact that that's your cage. Like instead of saying, you know what? I was wrong. You were wrong. And talking about it like, you know, adults or grown children or I mean, I'm, I've learned toddlers are smarter than us because that's when their brains are smart, I guess. Um, there are there are people who are our age that when they fight, their complete behavior changes. You know, they're sucking their teeth. They, they don't answer text back. They subtweet you. They, you know, put shit in their Instagram stories. They, you know, they'll talk shit about you to your friends. And then it goes back. I'm like, wait, like, what the fuck? Like. You know, you could have just came to me, right? So that to me is how you know that you have a cage more. Um, their behavior changes when they get around other people of different statuses. So um, for mm-hmm. me, I've seen this. Um, like, say, for example, you and them, y'all go out all the time. But that one moment y'all go out and it's some new friends that they've made or a new group of people. You're like, who the fuck is that person? Right. Like that person, that person, I don't know them. And it's not like you being wrong or you trying to change that person. It's just like, you know, that that's not their behavior. Like, say, for example, you know, for a fact that that person don't eat pork. But then you go out with them and they're sitting there down in fucking pepperoni. You're like, what the fuck? Like, wait, what? You're allergic. Like, but again, you know, this is somebody that obviously is a part of your cage. Number three, everything they do for you comes with strings attached. This one I hate. Um, everybody has had it before where it's like, okay, what will you do for me if I do this for you? That is definitely a cage. Um, moving on, you know, you're in a cage. <laughs> I, I didn't even want to talk on that, that one too much because that one, I could have gone on for like 15 minutes, but I'm not. Um, 
you know you have you know this group of friends is a cage for you if they don't give you a voice in the friendship where whenever y'all argue whenever y'all have a dispute or more importantly just in regular conversation like y'all don't talk they talk at you and you don't get responses that is not a friendship you are just there to be a ear for them to listen do not go and not have a voice in your own friendships that is a cage Mm -hmm. um i've had you know i've had friends where i was like yo like damn like i'm like you know shane you had mentioned this earlier and i'll I'll tie it in when you like people you'll go and tell people about something but they're focused on them at that moment or they make it about them at that moment that's exactly what i mean about they don't give you a voice in the friendship um moving on they expect you to drop everything for them um i have driven statewide for friends and they would not come up the street for me um that's why that's on that list Mm. that shit that shit it burns me because it's like yo like god damn like i've gone to north carolina for you i I went to florida for you 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 know i'm I'm doing these things for you because i'm thinking you know this friendship is equal but god forbid if i need something it's like hey you know man i can't do it i got this going on and blah blah blah. you know what It, it only takes me once so that's on the list um what else do i have um this is number seven they, you know, your cage is negative about any means of progression. Like, you know, Shan just said, you're going back to school. They're like, why the fuck are you going back to school? You're 30. Or, you know, why are you doing this? Because of this. Why are you talking to her? She, you know, her feet stink. Like, what yeah. if you like her feet? Like, it's just shit like that. So, um, you know that this is your cage when, you know, they continue to keep you in a bubble that doesn't fit you. That was, again, something I said in life, so I'm not going to go into that too much. Um the reverse of something that I said, though, in the first one, your cage will step in front of you to catch your blessings. Some shit just be, some shit be meant for you and it's dependent on you. But they're like, no, I would look better with this or I would do better with this. It's the opposite of what I said when it came to your circle. But there are definitely people who honestly are preying on your downfall. That's exactly what I mean about stepping in front of you to catch your blessings get the fuck away from them people yeah there's no positive nothing coming from them at that point and everybody knows what i mean about like stepping in front of you to catch your blessings have you ever gone to like you know a bar and you get the bar tab or something like that but they're the one you know it's like okay you get a bar tab it's like five bucks and Mm -hmm. that friend just gets drunk as shit you're like god damn like what the fuck like this is not a we're getting blessed right now you're ruining it you are the one that's fucking up you won't get us kicked out because you wanted to be the dickhead. I, I've I've had that done to me. So there's that. That's why it's on my list. Um, your cage will occasionally let you out of the cage, but on a short leash. Um, I don't think I really need to explain that one too much. Um, I, I can, but I'm not. Um, just Google it. But yeah, <laughs> they will definitely they will they will let you out of the cage, but on a short leash. Basically saying yes, you can have other friends, but you can't like them more than me. Or yeah, you can go to this place, but just don't let me know you had fun. You know, shit like that. Like, or if you do have fun and you tell them about it, it's just instant hate. It's like, well, yeah, you know, I, I just don't like that. You know, everybody's this always that friend is just negative as fuck. That's where they that right there. Number ten. Um, number eleven. Your cage hates reflecting on the past and growing from it. That uh-huh. one is key. Um. I have actually been this friend where 
I don't want to reflect on the shit that we used to do, the shit that we used to fuck up on, because I, I want to you know, forget that. But there are certain people in your cage, I'm sorry, in a cage that want to keep you there, that will continuously want to do the things that you were doing when you were 21, 22. You can no longer go to dive bars. You can like you, we're parents, we're adults. You can't go to certain places at some points. You shouldn't be hanging out at 18 and over bars where like they write X's on the hands like, yo, like I'm a father. <laughs> like I can't do that shit. So, yeah, um, you have to grow at some point. And that is definitely something people should grow at. Any guy that is over the age of 24 and you're hanging at, you know, hanging out at bars that are like 18 and over. Something wrong with you. Um, I, I think you should definitely just stop doing that. Nothing about that is right. Um, and my last one on my list for your cage. Your cage refuses to mature and will drag you into situations that your circumstances can't match, a.k.a. what I just said, partying, staying out late, drugs, etc. Um, I did not know about Molly till my friend almost overdosed on that shit. And I was like, you know what? Shouldn't have been in that position hanging out with those people. Um, or, you know, partying, staying out late, all, all that shit. Like at some point, you know, you have to grow. And your cage will not let you grow if they're continuously doing the same things is pretty much what I'm saying on my list. I don't have anything else on that list, though, Shan. That was it. Mm, you said some good things. You dropped some good gems. Um, and I just I just need people to reevaluate this list often. Like sometimes yeah. friends that were once a part of your circle can drift off into your cage. I've had a mm-hmm. lot um best friends who drifted off into the cage because I didn't tell them that they were right despite their wrong. Like mm-hmm. they were a whole wrong situation. And because I said, well, I don't agree. You know, why didn't you do this when you had the chance? Or why couldn't you go about the situation like this? Or how are you mad that this person that you played so hard and you did so dirty moved on and they're happy now? Did you just want this person to be miserable forever because you did them dirty? Yep, like that's exactly I, what they wanted. If I can't call you out on that shit and you, you know, I don't want to talk to you or, you know, you don't want to respond to the text message or you don't want to talk. And then you have your other your other friends who are once in the circle hit me up and, and you say, oh, you know, you you fucked up. Uh, you know, you lost a best friend. I said I didn't lose a best friend. But if I can't honestly call you out on where you're wrong at. Mm-hmm. Then what what's the value? Where where are we where's the value in this? Because because that friend was wrong, okay? And mm-hmm. I don't I don't feel any ill will towards her. I want her to have a great life. I want her to be equally happy, but I can't be nobody's friend if I can't be honest with you about what you yeah. what you're owning up to in your accountability. Yeah. Like me, I'm the exact same way. Um I just I want people to be happy, but at the same time, like, yo, be happy on your own, though. Like, be happy away from me um, because there are a lot of people that are negative to you, but they're positive to everybody else. It's like, yo, why me of all people? Why is, is it something about me that it's like you have to give me something negative? And then you have to, like, ask yourself that question. But the answer is always you might be doing just a little bit better than them. You, you just might be in a better place at life. You might be at a different place at life. And they hate that shit. So instead of just saying, you know what? Like, I, I envy you or I, I wish I could do the things you do. What they do is they hate. And if they can't hate, they talk shit. 
And the reason why they can't hate is because it's like, yo, like, I can't be mad at them for doing what the fuck they want to do. Shannon is a podcaster. I'm a podcaster. Like, I'm sure there's somebody that hates us that's in the podcasting world. But the thing is, as long as we're doing our job and doing what the fuck we're supposed to do, you know what? We don't have time to actually be motivated by that hate. We don't have a cage when it comes to podcast. There are a lot of podcasters who do, though. I can guarantee you that. Where it's like, oh, well, you know, this person beefing with this person, this person beefing with this person. But you know who doesn't? Shan. You know who doesn't? Me. Reason why? Is because mm-hmm. what is the point in what, what's, what is the point in beefing with people if you know for a fact that it's like, yo, I could collaborate with you. But there are some people, Shan, you know and I know both. Like, mm-hmm. some people just don't work. Like, some things don't mesh. And instead of trying to make them mesh, it's like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, you ain't got to get along with me. I ain't going to yeah. say fuck you, but I'm just definitely keep my distance. And it's just better off that way. Um, I, I'm just of that magnitude now. Maybe it's age. Maybe it's therapy. I don't know what the fuck it could be. But, you know, the older I get, I just know for a fact that it's okay to just not fuck with people, but you don't have to tell them. Just be like, you know what? I'll, I'll just keep my distance. It's fine. It, yeah. It's fine. They don't have to know I don't fuck with them. That, that right there can eliminate a lot of friendships just going sour. Just be like, you know what? You know, just stop answering calls. People will take the hint. Mm-hmm. People will definitely like, you know what? Okay, I guess they don't fuck with me anymore. Um, you know, a story that I told Shan a couple episodes ago about one of, you know, my boys that I thought was one of my boys. He told somebody who told one of my actual best friends, he was like, yo, I don't fuck with Greg anymore. So, you know, I asked my friend when she told me this and I was like, yo, you know how easy it would have been for him to just actually tell me that shit? We could have ended shit there. And she was like, well, Greg, he wanted you to speak to him about it. I was like, but that's the thing. If you don't fuck me, why do we need to speak? I'm one of those, like, I can read the room for what it is. And I'm not going to walk into a fucking fire pit. I'm not going to do it. So what I did was I completely eliminated shit. I didn't contact him. I didn't speak to him. Guess who came back around? Came back around and was like, hey, bro, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, yo, like, ain't, ain't no bro. So when I approached him like that and it was like, well, is it like that? I was like. That's the energy that you brought off. So as a result, I'm giving it back to you. That shit don't feel good. Now do it. Mm-hmm. And ever since then, it was like, okay, like, yeah, friendship lost. But I know for a fact that I didn't go out like a fucking bitch. I ain't go out like no sucker. I was like, you know what? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to keep trying to make friends with somebody who don't fuck with me. You done said it. I'm giving it to you. You don't like it. And we have to be okay with what didn't work out for you really worked out for you. Mm-hmm. Like, that's okay. Like. Every, if you if you if you start to look at your your people and your experiences as moments with people and not having people and mm-hmm. relationships forever, then you'll start mm-hmm. to appreciate the relationship and the moments with those people while you have them. So when yep. those moments don't happen anymore, it's not no ill will. It's not no ill feelings. Like is, there's no love lost when I honestly. Yep showed up for you because I wanted to. There's no love lost mm-hmm. and I honestly did the things for you because I care and I still care. Yeah. But what you're not going to do is exploit my kindness. What you're not going yep. to do is use me up and not pour back into me to rejuvenate me. Yep. And that's fine. You know, there are people that are just like that. They just literally leech off of you. And then when you're drained, it's like, okay, on to the next. It's like that. I can't do it no more. I'm sorry. I couldn't. Yeah. And I'm sure you're the same way. Like, no, at some point you have to be the person to put their foot down. And if you don't, they're going to keep stepping on you. Cause it's like, oh, well they are fucking punching bags. So I'm just keep doing this shit. 
I had a relationship like that, my last relationship, and I'm like, hey, I said, if we don't work out, then I'm going to be and I ain't got no more kids. And he was like, like, okay. And we didn't work out because he had like this brick wall up around his, his mind and what he wanted to share. But when he called me, he would always be like, you know, what's going on? Like, what are you, what are you dealing with? What's on your plate? You know, what you got going Mm -hmm. on? And you know me, if I really like you and I really want to share my everything with you, it's done. Like there's no, there's no brick walls. You got to, jump over there's no great wall of china's that you gotta run before i tell you this like i'm gonna tell you because i have nothing to hide and then when mm-hmm. it came, like you know what's going on with you oh nothing everything cool no it's not nah. like when you're around somebody like, like, no when shit is not cool but one thing about me one thing about me i'm not gonna beat nothing out of you i'm not gonna mm-hmm. keep you you know what's going on but once i get to my limits and i'm just like okay i feel like when i talk to you i gotta pull information out of you or i have to beg for you to just open up a little bit i'm not going to keep exhausting myself trying to make you open up if you're not ready to open up that's fine but you need to be able to say hey i'm not ready to open up and in order to have a healthy relationship i'm gonna have to open the fuck up I thought I was ready. I'm not ready. So instead so, of instead of, his, <laughs> instead of his dad say I'm not ready, he made me do be the deciding factor. Be like, okay, well you don't you don't want to be in a relationship because you you hot and you cold, you on and you off, and I don't know how to read you like that because I don't know what your mood is. But you're not sharing with me honestly what my what your mood is. So I'm just like, why am I pouring into somebody who? got a big hole in the bottom matt listen so uh just just with relationships alone like i know we talked about friendships for a while so i've never told you the story of the ex so you know the ex-girlfriend before my wife right so she went and i guess she told a group of people that i know so she said and i quote i had it in my notes app to this day still my notes app she said oh he must hate black women now because he's in an interracial relationship i guess i wasn't good enough the word. So, so, so me, I asked the friend that told me, I was like, man, like you broke, you broke it off with me. What the fuck? And then I was like, I know you still love me still, but I grew and moved on. Like, and I wish you all well. So, you know, then I like, I actually messaged this person. I was like, oh, like, where's the vitriol? At? Like, I, I just, I couldn't understand like me trying to be happy and put myself in a situation where I'm happy, regardless of the race, regardless of the person, it was like, I am happy. I would hope that you do the exact same thing. But some people just honestly, they thrive off of negative energy and they hope that you like refuel them with positive energy just to, you know, to fill them up. And I was like, yo, like, I can't do that for you. I can't be that person who brings my positivity to you to make you feel better. Like, basically the relationship ended and I thought it ended on good terms. You know, she was of the mindset. It was like, okay, let me talk shit on my way out. And I was like, you're not gaining anything from it because now you're still like friends with me on Facebook, you're on social media and stuff like that. So you see this stuff. I'm still allowing you to be in this space with me. And this extends to friendships too. You keep people that you no longer fuck with in your like, you know, in your little bubble on your social media and stuff like that. And they talk shit about 
your life that's going on without them because they wish they can be in those photos at those parties and they wish that they could be somewhere inserted in that. So tying it into her, I asked her, I was like, like, why would you even go and say something like that? Because, you know, my wife don't know you. You don't know her. You just said something because you were mad. But the question is, what are you mad about? So I couldn't get an answer. It was more so just deflection. It was like, well, see, you know, you cause this blah, 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 blah. I was like, can you explain to me exactly what I caused? And every time I did that, it was a, a da, 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 like, you know, you couldn't say what you meant because you knew for a fact that the only reason you're doing the things you're doing is because you can't accept being wrong mm. and you can't apologize. And people like that, those are your cages. Those people want you to stoop down to their level and just be terrible. Even though you're out here thriving and doing exactly what the fuck you're supposed to be doing. So I use that right there as my motivation for not only like friendships, but relationships, my work relationships, you know, people that I meet at work, how I treat work, how I treat people just on the street. Like if I just am positive, I get positive energy as a result. But that one moment I do something negative, I instantly, for some reason, I feel that come right back. And like, have you ever been somewhere where like you did something you knew you weren't supposed to do? And then just something just like, you know, it might not have happened that very moment. But a little bit later on, something happens. You're like, okay, this must be a consequence of something I've done before. And most people, I say, I believe in karma. Yeah, I just I I try to avoid that shit. But you know, the best way to avoid it is to get that negative energy out. And you know, on stereo, everybody talks about vibrations. I just I think vibrations is karma, if you want to call it that. But (laughs) for me, I just kind of like because I I just don't know vibrations. Like I'm just not of the mind of vibrations that's something that's new for me in 2020 2021 i just thought it was always karma so you know going into it i was like you know what i'm just going to be a more positive person i'm going to put out the energy that i want to get from people but there are certain people in those cages and sometimes even in your circle that just do not want you to be positive they don't want you to have the good things they don't want you to actually have a kind heart and be a nice person because they have a black heart and you don't want that in your life. You just need to go ahead and completely eliminate them. And if you can't eliminate them, just disappear and fade into the black and pretty much fade into the background. They will not care because they don't really care about you to begin with. They just are there to literally just fuck with you. And some people use positive, like super positivity as like a condescending tool. Also, mm-hmm. I'm aware of that where like, you know, you super positive about, is going on to basically cover up the fact that you're gonna be like, I don't give a fuck about it. Like, I'm mm-hmm. not, you so positive that you won't even allow me to be in a little funk, or you won't even allow mm-hmm. me to feel my feelings. You just want to positively erase my feelings as if it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Like, if I don't like yep. some shit right now and I want to process some shit like right now, let me process my shit. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's why I say you have to be positively with the shits, because even though in 2021, you know, Shane, you know it, too. Like, I'm trying to be a better person, but I'm still with the shits. Like, I I do not care. Like, I, it's a flip of the switch for me. I will fuck you up and I do not care. Like, uh-huh. anybody say something to Shane, like, you got a problem with me. Um, Baylor, Paco, anybody like, yeah, I got problems with me. Um, but I, I, I'm trying to be better at it. And the best way to do that is not to develop amnesia, like Shannon said, you know, what you're saying, and you know, to an extent, 
but at the same time, like know that you could actually go and like be a better person, but that old you is still there. Like, and it's, it's not hard to get that back, but a lot of people, they just want the old you. They don't want you to change. They just want you to be the person they met when they met you and you can't grow. Now they can grow. They can go get married. They can go have kids. They can go and do all the positive things. But the moment you do, it's instant hate. Like, oh, look at this shit. Look at these motherfuckers smiling in photos. Who yeah. smiles in photos? Like, nigga, you do. What the fuck? <laughs> what? What? What type of? Yo, th- there are some people who are just honestly haters. Like, and I know I hate that term, the term hater. But there are some people who are just fucking negative. Like, you just wake up in the morning. It's like, yo, like, you on Twitter. It's 9 o'clock in the morning. And you just arguing with people. You subtweeting them, you talking shit like go eat first, like go burn some calories. You just fucking angry. Why? Again, that is your cage. Um, I, I think we're gonna have to have a part two because sometimes the cage is your social media. Mm-hmm. Like Twitter and Instagram. A lot a lot of times it could be that. It could definitely be that. Um, I, I wanted to ask, um, I wanted to ask the people that are listening a question. Um, but we're gonna get to the voicemails before we do that. Um, so I don't know if you want to hit the button or not, but go for it. I feel like another way that you will know if somebody is your cage or your circle is if they're not depositing at mm-hmm. all into you spiritually, mm-hmm. mentally, emotionally. You know what I'm saying? There, there's no deposit. There's always a withdrawal. That's definitely a cage for me. Yes. And then you got to hit them with that mm-hmm. overdraft. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Hit him with that. Feature. Are y'all talking about a cult? What? Yes, it's called Black Lives Matter. <laughs> hey, Greg. Um, hey, she gets it pod. It's me, Yum Yum. Hey, Greg, I didn't know you got verified. Congratulations. When did this happen? I haven't seen it. In a minute, I am thrilled for you. I'm sorry to get off topic, but <laughs> I am so happy for you. Congratulations. Thank I'm you. thrilled. I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled for you. Well, good job. I will talk to you later. Keep in touch. <clears throat> Have a good time, guys. And congratulations once again. Um, she gets it pod. Congratulations. I haven't talked to you, but my name's me, Yum Yum, and I'm good friends with Greg, and I will talk to you later. Keep in touch, guys. Peace. Yes. You. She's been she's been MIA, like good grief. She we've been shit, how long have we been verified? We've been ver- verified since what, like October, November, I think. Like it's been yeah. a long time. Yeah, but she hasn't been on here in a while, so it's good to see her. Like, I was wondering, like, is she still with us? Like, does she go to Clubhouse? Does she go to uh-huh. MySpace? Where, where, where does she go? Like, she just magically disappeared. I looked for her one day. I was like, oh, well, I guess she ain't on here no more. But it's okay. She's back. So that's a good thing. Shout out to me, Yum Yum. Baby, I'm ready to open up for you. Jimmy Poop, what's yeah. up? I, I like that. I like that. What's up? You know, I was thinking, so ready to right. open people. Um, I was working out like at three a.m. this morning, mm-hmm. and I was on my knees doing like, uh, oh boy, oh boy, and I was like, you know what? The creator is kind of kinky because when you're on your knees, certain body parts just open up. 
Oh my lord. How do we get here? How do we get here? <clears throat> well, we're talking about cages and circles, and you're trying to open up your circle. Come on now. <sighs> it was Jimmy Poop's fault. He brought it up. See, this is all, no, this is your fault. It ain't his fault. Go and try to blame it on him. So, <laughs> usually we do a last call, but let's switch it up this week. Um, okay. Instead of a last call, I'm going to, I'm going to ask the people a question since it's Saturday. Um, I want some advice. Um, what are some things that you do outside of your circle? or your cage that actually taught you more about yourself, like Ooh. without people, what, what, are, what are things that you do? Um, me personally, I'll give you an example. So without my circle or without my cage, I learned that I like to hike. I like to go outside and go on long walks, like arbitrarily. Like I went on one today while I was talking to you, Shan, and I don't even know the direction I'm going. I don't know how long I'm going to be walking. I just mm-hmm. go and I just be. Um, that's something that I love doing now is being able to just go out and walk, not knowing how far I'm going to go, where I'm going to go. It's just being out unplugged. So I'm not listening to any social media. I'm not looking at any social media. Mm. I just either have my music playing or I have like a podcast playing, but it's just different. It's just new for me. And I don't have a circle or a cage. So what about you? What do you do to escape uh, your uh, circle or your cage? I like to go in my bathroom and steam my face and do my face mask. I got a, I got a like facial steamer that steams like my face. I'm glad you. I'm just glad that you added the word steamer. Thank you so much because I was about to. I was going to judge you. I was. Gonna, I was going to judge you. I was like, my friend is sitting over here talking filth. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> The facial steamer. <laughs> but I like to have like yeah, okay. time. And the way that I uh decompress from everything that I'm doing, because I'm always doing a lot, I put my phone mm-hmm. on air mode when I sleep. And so I'm not connected mm-hmm. to the world until I get up. Oh. I think you were the one who told me that and I stopped doing that too. So what I did was on the iPhone they have that um like the sleep feature. Where, yeah. like, if you tell them, like, you want to go to bed at a certain time. So, me, after 1030, there's no social media. So, I don't get any notifications. It just goes into do not disturb mode. Um, mm-hmm. Unless you, what do you call it? Unless you're a favorite in my phone. So, like, you, like, my wife, my grandmother, my mother, shit like that. Like, people who are actually important. If you call, I'll pick it up. But outside of that, there's, like, no forms. Um, also, I've turned off all lock screen notifications. Um, that is probably one of the biggest blessings is I can do that. Because there's nothing worse than you wake up in the morning and it's just fucking just bad news. And Apple is good for that shit. Like, you wake up and Apple News is like, this person died at like 89. Like, when Cicely Tyson died, I was like, yo, like, you realize it's it's like 7 o'clock in the morning. Like, I I just woke up and I'm starting the day with bad news. So when that happened, I was like, you know what? All lock screen notifications, if it's not from like, you know, an actual text message, it does not come to my phone. And when I'm in an app, I don't get the notifications because my phone is always on do not disturb. I have to physically go out and look for a notification in order to get it because social media is a cage. It mm-hmm. is definitely a cage. Yeah. You could you could be on Clubhouse for one discussion and then you look up and it's three hours later. Three hours later. Man, oh my gosh. Yo, like 
that that place i have to figure out like if i'm going to delete the app or if i'm because there's so many good points to it but i just keep walking into the bad shit mm-hmm. i just i was like yo I'm, I'm in a room and it's it's really peaceful and positive and then there's that one motherfucker who can ruin the room i was like you know what i'm going to bed yeah I, i'm definitely going to bed like the podcast rooms that you know you and i talk about like those are you know for the most part they're they're okay yeah um but those other ones though you know black versus you know black men versus black women or you know his let me tell you why my friends ain't shit it's like yo, you need a journal or a podcast that way i don't have to listen to that shit but i don't want to go into the room and y'all are just rude and mean and just ugh. like maybe that's why i like stereo so much because i can literally be like you know what they ain't talking about nothing let me just go over then right. let me come back and i can just get yeah. back to the conversation absolutely and love stereo for that i i feel like our generation and the generation below us, they don't know when to not share. They overshare. Yeah. Yeah. I, like, what was it? Um, I was, I wanted to talk to you about it. Well, I was, like, was going to save it to Wednesday. Because um, I was listening to a podcast. What was it? It was, it was Thursday or Friday. It, it had to be Friday. So they record, they usually record on Thursday night. And this is when that whole situation happened with the girl with her, um, the scalp or something shit like that with the Gorilla Glue. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I was like, I want, I was like, I want to talk to Shan about this shit. Right. So naturally my mom and them came over last night. We're sitting there talking about it. And my mom is like, Oh, like she actually hates social media because of the shit that people put on there thinking that it's going to be cool. And I was like, what do you mean? So she's the one telling me about the gorilla glue shit. So mm-hmm. according to her and what I researched later was the girl, she had the glue, uh, like there's, a certain thing that like, you know, women can actually put in their hair that's similar to Gorilla Glue, but it's not fucking Gorilla Glue. So she went around her house and she was like looking like appliances and stuff like that. And she found actual Gorilla Glue and put it in her hair to try to make her hair sleep. And instead of using the power of social media and asking like, yo, is this what I should be using? She went on social media after she done sprayed, she sprayed her hair live on Instagram with the fucking Gorilla Glue. Yeah. And she was tapping her she was tapping her head saying like her head got hard and her hair doesn't move and it's been a month. And I was like, wait a minute. Ew. Um, yeah, so her, her head is like literally like knocking on a wooden table. So and I, I was sitting there, I was like, but I didn't know it's been a month. Yo, know, she said it had been a month. So she went to the doctor and I guess like they put some type of like cream or something like that. Me to me personally, it looked like cortisone because cortisone does the same thing where it like it kind of like opens your pores and stuff like that and it soothes them yeah but then they showed another video that her sister put on tiktok where you know they were like scrubbing her head and stuff like that to try to get the stuff out my issue though and this isn't a knock on her and i don't want to be really rude about it but i said wait a minute you put gorilla glue in your head and it's been a month um you didn't know after like a day two days that yeah your head is stiff as shit you just waited a month (laughs) and you know and trust me, it's it's funny when you think about it, but I was like, yo, like, you know, I had to actually come to the realization, like, yo, what happens if she can never, like, she has to just continuously just go bald from now on because her her pores are clogged now. So she can no longer grow that hair back. And if she does, it's not going to grow back the same. So if her hair ended up being curly at one point, it will no longer be curly. It'll be straight. Yeah. And <laughs> there's no, like, there's no surgery you can have on your fucking head to be like, you know what? I, you know, I'm getting fucking shit removed. They're going to have to, like, pretty much like take her fucking scalp and do surgery on it in order to remove super glue or gorilla glue. 
um, that shit, I was like, yo, why, and like, why would you do this? And then I thought about, it, I was like, fucking social media. She was doing one of those, like, let me be on social media and tell people how to do their hairs. Like that, that's not it. That, that That's not it at all. Um, I'm praying for, I hope that she pulls through, but that shit did not look good. It, it sounded like this. It sounded like when she knocked on her head, it sounded like somebody was knocking at the front door and I laughed my ass off. But then when I realized she wasn't joking and that was her actual fucking head, I was like, yo, that shit don't sound right. Like your head should not sound like somebody's knocking at the door. Mm. And the fact that she what she waited a fucking month, I was like, "Yo, social media is trash, man." We're about to start going to the library again. We have to get to a point where we understand that once you have self control in all mediums, you mm-hmm. have oh, like we can't say money is evil because some people just don't know how to utilize money in a healthy way. Mm-hmm. You need money in order to move around for right now until that changes. We can't say, um, you know, guns are horrible, which some people do say mm-hmm. guns are horrible. Oh, it's stupid people who have guns that are horrible. You know what I'm saying? People yeah. who are not knowledgeable uh, with that are horrible. We can't say cars shouldn't be able to go 300 miles per hour. No, mm-hmm. cars can go 300 miles per hour. And if the speed limit is 40, you still should obey the law and go 40. But some people choose to not do that. And it's all about self-control and the choices that you make. So when it comes to when it comes to people and when it comes to uh, choices that are made, those are choices that are made. There's nothing wrong with social media. You have to know when to tell yourself, okay, I've had enough. Let me get off. And when um, Facebook when Facebook started to do that um, Facebook live shit, there was a whole Mm -hmm. wave of people kidnapping people or beating people up on Facebook live or uh, robbing people on Facebook live because they wanted to get the clicks. They wanted to get the shares. And my thing is like, Mm -hmm. not everybody has self-control when it comes to social media. Social media is not for everybody. This is why like, my child, even though she probably would enjoy TikTok, will not have a TikTok. And some of her friends mm-hmm. who are around her age, they have their own phones and they have TikTok. Mm-hmm. She'll come to me and say, Mommy, why can't I have TikTok? Because such and such has TikTok. I don't care about such and such having TikTok. But what you're not about no. to have no phone and you're not about to have no TikTok. Because it's addictive to them because they haven't built up the self-control to be like, okay, I had enough. Every time I take my three-year-old's ipad away from her you would think somebody died if her ipad yeah. died you would think somebody died i don't know what to do it's boring i don't have nothing to do want to you want to get a book you want to read a story no well go mm-hmm. play like we have to be uh mindful that kids do not have the self-control built within but we're going to have to tell them no we're going to have to peep the fact yeah. that okay you've been on your ipad all morning Put the iPad up, but it's not dead. I don't care. Put the iPad up. Go do something else because they don't have the self-control to be like, okay, I've been doing this for six hours. Let me do something else. And sometimes Mm -hmm. their cell phones. I hate, I hate the fact that when I was living in New York before, you know, cell phones got to where it is now, you go on a train, everybody got their head in their phone. It could Mm -hmm. be somebody butt naked standing on the train. You wouldn't know. It can be a murderer mm-hmm. with guns and knives hanging out 
their jacket or whatever, nobody would know because nothing alerted them to look up. And I used to always count the amount of people who were not in their phones on my way to work, on my way to Manhattan, on my way to the Bronx to see who is actually aware of who the people are around them. And they'll probably be like one mm-hmm. or two. But for the most part, nobody's nobody's in the living moment of their life. They're on social media. Yeah. And so you have to take yeah. a break. That's what I had. To, I had to do that. And I'm thinking about doing it again because I was looking at my screen time. I was like, yo, like I'm always if it's not like podcast stuff or clubhouse, something, I'm like, yo, I'm spending a lot of time on some shit where honestly I can just do things. And, you know, having a baby, I was like, yo, like I don't want her to do shit that I'm doing, which is I'm using a whole bunch of screen time. I'm doing, you know, social media. She's going to want to do that because of what she's seen. And what do I look like telling her, Hey, you, you can't use your iPad. And then I got my fucking phone in my hand. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I've told, you know, just, you know, I'm sorry, the wife, you know, and anybody know, the, you know, her name at this point, but you know, I told her, I was like, for me with my daughter, I, I'm going to have to take her to the gun range because um, the, the sex trafficking shit, it's a little bit too high. And um, I want to say a little bit, meaning it's too fucking high, but you know what I mean? Um, and there's movies being made all the fucking time. Like Liam Neeson had to, he rescued himself in a fucking movie because he was taken. So I'm like, yeah, uh, my daughter's going to have a fucking gun. Um, do I like guns? No. Um, but tasers ain't going to do shit and knives ain't going to do shit. And at the rate that, like you had said earlier about people just being in their phones, all it takes is for you to be on your phone and not realize it's a fucking van or a car pulling up on you to grab your ass you don't know your you know your environment or the surroundings around you because you got your head in your fucking phone and i've been caught doing that shit where i'll be walking i'll look at my phone not realizing that the light had changed i'm not supposed to be walking but luckily you know cars don't want to go to jail for hitting a pedestrian so like you know what we'll just let this dumb motherfucker that's on his phone just go across because hey we can't kill him right Mm -hmm. so for me, with you know the baby, I've just told myself I'm going to be a little bit more conscientious when it comes to you know social media for her um, and the sensitivity to it. Um, how many shows do we see where you know social media has gotten you know the suicide rate going up, and they have like shows about you know a young girl committing suicide because of some shit that happened on social media? Because mm-hmm. these kids they do not have tough skin. Um, yeah. My my mom last night she was telling me she was like yo. You have to be careful because now you can go and tell kids, you know, go outside and play and come when the street, you know, come back home when the street lights come on or go to the playground with your friend without me. You can't do that. After all, you can't because what happens if you take, you know, you send your kid to the park to go and play with their friends and the next thing you know, both of them are gone. Yeah. Like this shit is real. But then again, you know, tying it all in, like your circle, your cage, um, you sometimes you have to be the circle to your kid but you can't be a kid you have to be able to like be with them but not be with them so you always got to like look over their shoulders stuff like that um Mm -hmm. i have a family member who their daughter um pretty much was talking to a guy that's like fucking 15 years older than her on instagram Mm -hmm. and i'm sitting like there's no i was like there's no fucking way i was like yo like my daughter's gonna be in a fucking box like forever like (laughs) she's just gonna be relegated to her room like this is what i because I've, I've been around, when I was in high school, the children whose parents were pastors or um, mm-hmm. parents had them when they were like 16 and do everything, backflips to make sure like their kid doesn't have to deal with those things. And they mm-hmm. 
go against the grain. They purposely go yeah. down to go get a tattoo at somebody's house. They purposely talk to the the worst of the worst just to see like what that's like. Or they want they instantly want a thrill because they're so secluded all the time. So it's it's really about making sure that you just pour into your your daughter. You're honest yeah. with her. And you give her nothing but game. Give her as much game as you can. And you don't you don't hide her from everything, but you make her mm-hmm. aware. You make her better. Yeah. And so I have to. Yeah, she's gonna the peak. She's gonna be able to peep like my dad told me about this. All right. So I know what to say. I know what to say to some I know that I don't need, you know, that friend if they forcing me to do X, Y, and Z. Because I was super aware because my mom was really honest with me. I was super aware because my brothers didn't like, oh, get out the room. We about to talk, you know, boy stuff. Or we about to talk, talk like, man, get out the room. They like over mm-hmm. here. So I know what to look for, what to listen for outside by myself. Yeah. I, trust me, I agree. But the thing is, like, what do you do with a, uh, a kid, a teenager, when the shit that you were raised on, they can't do anymore? Like, go outside. Or, you know, they can't go and get on the internet just to, like, Google their homework. Now, everything has fucking changed to the point where it's like, oh, like, they don't even have friends anymore. All their friends are on social media. And with this whole COVID shit, who's to say, like, in five years, like, this isn't the new norm where everybody's just being homeschooled. And they don't go and have that interaction, which, to me, it's, like, hit or miss because I don't mind my kid being at home. But at the same time, I don't want them to be home forever. I want to do some midday fucking while they get school. So, you know what? I, I I ain't gonna go that far. I'm gonna just leave it alone. I'm gonna oh, leave it alone. Man. I don't. I can't give you those because I don't know what that's like. So, um, yeah. I don't know. Now it looks like we have voicemails. I know we done talked way too long for you know everybody else. Thank y'all for actually staying a part of that. Um, feel free to leave voicemails. But I, I want to hear from these two voicemails because I'm sure they're gonna say something that is laughable. Okay. But hey, let her talk about her circle. <laughs> Greg, I kind of went on strike like after they did this whole verified thing because I was like, seriously? And I just was like, what the heck? No, there's no use for it. You know, Greg, like how, mm-hmm. I mean... I gave 110% in this whole thing. I don't even know how to get verified, where to get verified. I have the followers, you know, I have the content, and I'm just Mm -hmm. like, whatever. So I had gone on strike, and I totally got off of it. So I just came back. Um, I don't even know where to go or start with this whole thing, so... Yeah, if you have any suggestions, let me know. But I've been listening to your guys' podcast, and I totally ag- agree with the salty people and all that stuff, and people back talking. So negativity, I don't. Mm. Yeah. Well, it's um with with this whole stereo thing. Truth be told, like we don't even know anymore. Um, when we were verified like a few months ago, it was probably I'd say around like fifty, sixty people. Now, it's pretty much like if you tweet them, can I get verified? They just give it to you. It's like opening like fucking Pokemon Go. And it's like, you know what? Yeah, you might want a Charizard, but we're going to give you a Squirtle. And it's like, yeah. Now, anybody who has like Pokemon, you know the reference I'm making. But, you know, I just, 
I honestly don't know. I look at, I can't even see regular leaderboards anymore. I think we only have the, like the content creator portion of it. So we don't see the actual, the, I don't want to say the regular people because it sounds really fucked up, but the people without the check mark. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, Shannon, I, we've been doing this shit for so long. No, it feels like we're kind of like the grandfather and the grandmother of like this whole like thing. Cause we've been on here for so long. Cause there are people who've left and they've come back and their username is taken and they've had to like come back with different names and stuff like that. They've been deleted, but I've honestly kind of given up on the, the fact that we are verified. We just, we care about the content. Um, you know, the leaderboard is the leaderboard. And at least for us, when I look at it, I'm like, oh, there's no fucking way I'm ever going to be in like first place. Um, I'm not that entertaining. And I also don't give a fuck. So there's definitely that. Um, <laughs> but no, honestly, like I've, I've just gotten to that point with stereo. I use stereo for what it's used for conversations with good people. Shannon's good people. So we have our show. If I do do shows with other people, I would. But my issue is I don't know half the people that are on here anymore. It's just a bunch of you know, people from YouTube and Twitch, and I would love to talk to them, but the issue is I don't know what they're talking about because the only time I open stereo is to honestly, you know, if Shannon's doing a show, I listen to hers or, you know, some of my favorite people. Yes. But if you weren't on here a few months ago, I, it's just too many people to keep up with. Yeah. To the point where like the, the two witches that were on here, like they don't even be on here anymore. I was like, oh, well, here we are. So shout out to us for being amazing, I guess. <laughs> Listen, it's a thing. It's a thing. It's a transition that things are changing. So, ooh, you know. Yeah. Hello, this is um, uh, my first time making a message. So, it's not going to really have anything to it. So, just uh, if you want to, you can skip it. Yeah. Nope. Death Trooper. What's up? Nope. Shout out to Death Trooper. I don't, I don't know what. He must be a Star Wars fan. Um, what trooper? I think that's what it was. Stormtrooper. So I guess Death Trooper is cool too. So yeah, shout out to him. Um, yeah. I, the only thing I know about Star Wars is they could have ended that shit like seventeen years ago, but they insisted on keep making movies and shit. And here we are. Um, yeah, that's pretty much that. Mm-hmm. Um, let, let's let's try to wrap it because we're we're almost done. Um, I had that question that I wanted to ask. I don't think I asked it, but here we are. Um, and you can quickly do it and we'll get up out of here um, unless people want to answer it. So I guess this is the last call question for everybody, including Shan, which is how did the dynamic of your circle of friends change from your 20s to your 30s? Now, obviously, if you're not 30, you're like 25, just say in the last five years. So if you're like 22, like in the last five years, how has the dynamic of your friends changed from the last five years? So, Shan, I'll start with you. Um, my friends, some of them have grown with me. Some of them um, have grown against me. Um, some of them fall off, and we just keep it very like high and by. What I did do that also helps me to strengthen my friend circle i deleted my um so now you really have to put the effort in to reach out um i really have to put in the effort in to call and check on you or hit you up or come see you and uh i keep my circle small because i don't want to be spread out too thin and forget like my Mm. and when you really 
take the time and devote the time to spend with certain people. Um, over the years, it just has shown me um, the value in people. And I'm very aware of the fact that, okay, you know, the last two times I needed something, this person came through without. I'm going to show up without question or, you know, I don't mm-hmm. want to buy them something, you know, for whatever they're going through right now. I want to show up. I want to make myself useful. I want to just be there and them use me. Um, and it's mm-hmm. about that. It's about doing things without without feeling like, what am I getting out of it if I do it? I just want to do it so you know that you have me. And so um, I like it. I like my circle. I don't have any um, issues with my circle now. And for the people that couldn't grow with me, I don't feel no ill will. It's just like, okay, you was a moment. Mm-hmm. Now, you're nicer than me. Um, the people <laughs> that I, I do have ill will for, it is still fuck you. Um, and I definitely mean that shit from the bottom of your heart. The reason why I say that is because not only could I not grow with you, um, I, I feel as though you have not grown without me. Um, and I, I mean that shit because sometimes you have to brag, but at the same time, you also have to know a fact is a fact. Um, a lot of our friendships that I've had, like, you know, it wasn't just an isolated thing where I was a friend and you were the other friend. It was one of those things where we were a crew, we were a collective. And not to the other 10, if you went out of that circle, the reason why you did is because either you did something fucked up or we had to eliminate you from it because, like, it was like, bro, like, why? Like, you did something that was really egregious. And for that person or persons, like, it's, it's probably your fault. And I'm not up for apologizing for that one. So I'm not going to do that. But to answer the question, um, how did the dynamic of, you know, my circle change from my 20s to 30s? Um, obviously, people had kids, people had marriages and spouses and things like that. Um, but I guess the number one determining factor for what changed for us is honestly, like, we had to come to the realization of, like, who we were. Um, a lot of us couldn't grow up or, like, become adults if we just kept doing the same fucking things, clubbing and partying and drinking and women. Um, And I I will say this, this podcast actually helped me become a better man. Um, Never thought I would actually say that out loud, but it's the truth. Um, Like instead of having the guy moments where we just talked and we shot the shit and, you know, we, we talked, bitches this and women this and hoes this and stuff like that. I was like, yo, I've seen my growth since this, you know, podcast has started and I'm able to acknowledge my faults, but more importantly, I'm holding myself accountable with the podcast. Like I can see, you know what, like Greg, like you're a little bit better than you were in 2018. You're not, you're not there yet. You're not completely perfect. You still have some improvements to do, but you're better than you were in fucking 2018. So a lot of that happened because of, you know, my circle of friends changing. I've, you know, I met Shan, I met Baylor, uh, Paco, people, people who are doing good because they are good people. And when you surround yourself with like-minded people like that, you want to do good because you don't want to be seen as the, the person that they're friends with who's just bad and just like negative and like very like just ugh, like you don't want to be around them. And I never wanted to be that way. So it's like, okay, how can I improve as a man to be better for the people that are surrounding me or the people that are around me? And being around Shan has helped, um, you know, having a woman that's not my wife, being able to talk to her weekly. And it's not like 
you know, Shan's just talking to me because she loved me. It's like, no, she's talking to me because she'll probably put a foot in my ass if I say something wrong. So that helps. Um, also having guy friends, the same thing. So my group of friends has changed in my thirties. Uh, but the dynamic is because it got a hell of a lot smaller. Um, the people who are still inside are people either I know, care about, and just trust. If I don't have the trust in you, we're not friends. Um, however, all the people that are still around that I don't relegate to that, they've been relegated to buddy, pal, acquaintance, associate, and, or just people I see from time to time. Because, yeah, everybody has that little hole in them. So they want to go out and see if you still got it or you want to still go and drink with your boys and stuff like that. But there's times for that. I just don't have as much time anymore. So that's how my dynamic changed from, you know, five years ago, 10 years ago, if you want to call it that. And I'm hoping that, you know, everybody else has as well. So hopefully that is for you. Hmm. Well, you know, I think we said a lot. Uh, yeah. If you if you're confused about your circle in your cage, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> yeah, don't know yeah. What to tell you. Um, just don't don't be around people that you're afraid to speak up um, against or for, because mm-hmm. it would ways. Um, I think confuse loyalty and you agreeing with them despite them being wrong. As you know, if you disagree, you're not loyal, or you're not mm-hmm. a good. If you go against what I want to do or what I want or the people I like, that's another childish thing that people do. Mm-hmm. You know, if you still talk to somebody that you don't fuck with, you know, you're a problem. But the reason yep. why you don't fuck with them is not my reason. So so are we in elementary or are you in 40s? Yep. So yep. I'm, I'm cut, cut off people you don't fuck with. Please do just... Just leave the motherfuckers alone because all they're going to do is just call you hard, like heartache and trouble. And you can't shoot them. You can't kill them. So you might as well just like get rid of them by just like blocking the number or like removing them completely. Um, in, in saying that, I, I just want to get to what we learned today and then we're going to get out of here. Um, so, Shan, did you learn anything before I go down this laundry list of things that I learned today? Um, just be honest with yourself. Your, your vibes don't lie. Um, mm-hmm. feel a way about a person don't have as being that friendship as being that relationship if you're not a hundred percent about a person or they're not a hundred percent about you and y'all keep arguing mm-hmm. about the same repeated issues then uh you need to filter yourself a bit better and that is a good fact thing. fact um i learned 12 things today i'm sorry it's not gonna be long when i'm just run right through so what did we learn today one are we held back by our friends not interacting the way that our friends require? So that was the number one thing that someone said in the comments. Number two, loyalty. Number three, man up. You may be the problem. Shout out to Money Duff for saying that. Um, the jam sessions said that, you know, her being an introvert, um, now she's trying to make a better effort to be an active friend. So that was something that was very like, you know, poignant to me that I, I I'm holding that from now on. Um Number five, picking friends wisely so I won't get hurt again. I want to say um, C said that in the voicemail. So shout out to her. Um, distance yourself if they cannot comply. Shan, you said that. Um, mm-hmm. C also said reciprocity. She mentioned once you meet an opportunity to maximize on it. 
So I'm assuming that's just in every regard, work, friendships, relationships, love, all that stuff is all encompassing. Um, what if the change is not positive according to a friend overcorrection or the perception? That was a voicemail that we had gotten as well. Um, I forgot who the guy was who said that, but shout out to him. If a man doesn't respect his energy, I don't want him. Um, I cannot wait to hear Shan and Corey have this discussion because mm-hmm. that is an episode. Um, I want to hear all about it and I'm be tuned in. If a man doesn't respect his own energy, I don't want him. That is, do you not understand how paramount that come that line right there it needs to be on a t-shirt. That is beautiful. Um, Shan, you had said, avoid people who fill you with doubt. That was, oh my God, put yeah. that on a t-shirt too. And last, um, they are a cage if they are never depositing into you. That was probably the biggest takeaway I got from what I learned today. That was key. Um, shout out to everybody who left voicemails, everybody who fucks with the content. Um, I, I have nothing. That was just beautiful. I love this show. I loved it. Yeah. Definitely needed. We got a voicemail. Loyalty shouldn't come with a uh, a price tag to do wrong. Yeah. Meaning that if a dude or a girl is out cheating on her husband or wife, like our our loyalty shouldn't or our relationship shouldn't rely on me keeping your shit a secret or yeah. me being your alibi. Mm-hmm. Facts. Fact. Absolutely. Don't bring me in on your shit. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I don't want no parts of that. Please leave me the fuck out of that. Because I'm telling you now, like, if any of my friends told me to lie on them, you know, I'm sorry, lie for them, I, I can do it. I'd just rather not. Because what's going to happen when she finds out? Because my friend's bad liars. I can tell you that now. And you know when you got a friend that's a bad liar. Because they're telling you some shit that even you like, yo, what the fuck? What was that? Like, no, no. How am I going to lie? You were at church on Friday night at eight o'clock. Okay, sure. Let, let me go ahead and tell your girlfriend that. Knowing you was knee deep as some pussy, but not knee deep. Knee deep, man. Like without saying, without saying, without saying too much. Um, one of it wasn't even like one of our friends. It was somebody that we knew, and it was a girl actually. So the girl, she she tells the guys that she hangs out with, right? So we all hang out and we go to the bars and stuff like that. She told us to tell her boyfriend that she wasn't with us, that she was with her girlfriends and they went to a club. And I was like, why? And mind you, I'm the one that always has the questions. So her answer was, well, my boyfriend doesn't like the fact that I have guy friends. And I was like, you know, you can just bring him around us and it should be fine. So she brings him around us and he says, well, have y'all tried to fuck her or something? Why does she hang out with y'all? Is it because like she just likes hanging out with guys? I was like, yo, what the fuck? Like, so naturally I ain't shit. So I told him, I was like, yo, like none of us want to fuck her because she's fucking with you. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. And that that went left. So her and I are no longer friends because I told her that. And then they broke up. So yeah. <laughs> this is what happens when I, I try to be the circle. Because honestly, I don't want to be a cage to people like that. Because, uh, imagine t- being talking. Shan, just imagine if you're talking to a dude and dude thinks that you fucking with us because you're friends with guys. Like, 
that's been a thing. Like, she only friends with them because they must be fucking like that's a thing. But um, that's sad. It is sad, but like that shit never bothered me. I just I don't man or woman. I don't like being around people. I got a second guess. I'm, that is crazy. Like maybe it's just me. I just I'm. That's another episode for another day. I'm I'm not going to talk too much about that. We have been on here for two hours. We appreciate <laughs> y'all. We getting the fuck up out of here. Shan, exit time. Thank y'all for checking out Loudmouth Stereo. My name is Shan from She Gets a Pod. Follow, subscribe. This show will be on Young Black and Bothered, and so check it out when it's popped up on there. After this saves, it will be on the Stereo app. You can catch us on Twitter. You can catch us on IG. Um, don't be a stranger. We are here every Wednesday night and Saturday night. My name is Shan, and thank you for coming through and checking out the show. If you enjoyed the show, clap it up. If you enjoyed the topic, thank you. Thank you for your topics. If you shared your topics, don't be a stranger. Yes, please. Like, Also, if, if y'all donating, we, we take the kind of jingle or fold. Um, so shout out to y'all for doing amazing. <laughs> and we definitely have loud mouth stereo merch if you like product on www.whoishan.com. Um, go to the shop page shops and be back. We'll definitely be back Wednesday. Yes, indeed. Stay tuned. We will see you then. Peace. Hey, do you have the Wi Fi password? Common words everyone has said in an airport, coffee shop, or any public place with free internet. Don't fall victim to internet hackers while using free internet thanks to NordVPN. NordVPN is one of those services you tell yourself you don't need until it's too late. We've used the NordVPN to browse the web, check bank accounts, and even stream apps like Netflix. It's the only VPN service that lets you bypass ISPs, perfect for when your job has sites you frequent like Facebook is blocked. It's the best VPN service you can get for both price and performance. Install NordVPN on up to six devices, including your smartphone, tablet, and desktop, and experience the service for yourself. Start protecting yourself and your content with NordVPN by heading over to nordvpn.com forward slash YBAB at checkout and save 75% on your subscription. (laughs) 